Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. (laughs) <laughs> Bitch, you got coronavirus. Logan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin. Rogan said the word ivermectin. Ivermectin. A drug used for livestock. To deworm horses. To kill parasites and farm animals. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? There were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication. You're not, obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. You're not a horse. You're not a cow. Stop taking this stuff. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. We're not paid actors. It really happened. You talk like a bag and your shit's all retarded. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It's a very special weekend for yours truly. Today is my one-year anniversary. And tomorrow is my 34th birthday. So how quickly a year passes and how quickly a family expands. Very grateful to all of you for making it a year of um, tremendous success for me and my wife. And of course, now my son. And uh, I hope that we can have a nice, calm, celebratory Sunday night. But of course, the news will never allow that. So we'll do our best. Or that movie. I'm very excited to talk to you about it because... Well, you've already tipped you've tipped me a little there with that comment, but I'm not going to say what I thought about it, but I'm very eager to talk about I'm it. I'm pretty I'm pretty worried about it. Really? Okay. Oh no, I'm pretty worried that I'm we'll have to talk about it. Later. I don't want to blow anything. I'm pretty worried that you liked it. Uh we will discuss. We'll discuss. I'm not going to tip I'm not going to tip my hand on that one, but I am just Fine. excited okay. to discuss Dogma the movie at the end of the show. Um, but of course we have plenty of topics to bounce around and between before we get to that, the, um, the scandals in Loudoun County public schools accelerate. And as of this weekend, the first resignation from the school board has happened. The superintendent is now apologizing for lying about alleged sexual assaults at the school at worst, um, just not knowing about it at best. And the efforts for resignation are of course coming for him too. Now, after a, uh, denial 
of an attempt to get his case dismissed, Jussie Smollett is back and he's set to stand trial in Chicago on November 29th for, of course, what he says is a not made up story about being attacked by noose wielding Trump henchmen in a polar vortex in Chicago nearly three years ago. It's been that long. No, uh, but coming no. up at the end of November, we're going to get a trial on this. Which is going to be? How is that possible? I can't believe anything's happening. Yeah, this is going to be uh, fantastic viewing. I can't wait. Hmm. Meanwhile, the religion of peace strikes again. A member of a uh, UK parliament is murdered by a jihadi at church, and a Danish jihadi convert commits a mass bowing in Norway, as in bow and arrow. White guy. So <laughs> I, I read his last name. I was like, oh. Camel jockey, faux show, and white guy. Did he have like an adopted Islamic name or something? I don't know. I mean, his first name sounds pretty Norwegian. We'll talk about it. All right. Uh, he killed five with a bow and arrow. So I, I maybe is that the record mass bow? I assume some Native Americans had better mass bowings back in their <laughs> day, but it's, the, it's probably the most in a good long time. Yeah. Plus, yeah. we'll talk uh, all the week's odds and ends. Joe Rogan and Sanjay Gupta, of course, Kamala Harris and her child actors. We have hoax hate as well. And as I mentioned, the movie review tonight is Dogma. So stick around for that at the end. You can't tip it off to start. <laughs> We're supposed to talk. You, you already wrote your movie review. It doesn't matter. We don't want to I, influence the writing of each other's review. I guess. I suppose that's the point. But I like to experience it when you talk about it freely, not just. I'm so a, eager. Yeah, I'm so we'll eager. Get to it. We'll take your super chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream and DLive in between topics. Uh, Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, we'll take as many as we can until 1130 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. Of course, we have the show store up and running. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad. Not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration for your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap to your door each and every month so you never forget soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap uh, offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap. Plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Um, I Just a couple things to mention before we get into the news. Uh, I mentioned we might, be, we might start streaming to Odyssey. That will happen. I'm pleased to announce, nice. thanks to, uh, in particular, one audience member who has helped to make that happen, which we'll discuss later. It won't be happening today. It's not happening right now, but Odyssey should be coming as soon as Wednesday, um, if not next weekend. So Odyssey, this show live on Odyssey will be available. Stand by for that. 
And because Halloween coming up two weeks from today is on a Sunday after much deliberation, we have decided that we would like to enjoy the trick or treaters and uh, uh, and all of Halloween's festivities with our families. You mean so they don't screw up the show? Well, the thing is, we could do the show on Halloween night, but then we would have to, at least at my house, we would have to forego trick or treaters coming to the door. It would ruin yeah. the show. Yeah. And that's, you know, that sucks. I hate to do that. And I hate Here to ask too. you to do that. God, no, my dogs would be freaking out the whole time. Yeah. So we're going to do a Saturday show on October 30th. The Halloween show in which, yes, we will be in costume. will be on Saturday night, October 30th. We'll do a rare special Saturday night stream for Halloween. And then you had um, some updates from your friends, sisters, GoFundMe that we discussed last weekend. I know the fundraising went particularly well. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. But after our show, like the day after, I don't know if these events are related, but they might be. I don't, I don't know. Um, the story got picked up on Daily Mail, Independent, and Daily Beast where they portrayed Gabby as a vaccine refuser, like an anti-vaxxer who um, was in a grave condition because of her poor choices. Uh, and that's that's not even true. I mean, she was going to get the vaccine the following week. She had an appointment with her OB-GYN. Um, <clears throat> and the video says that. They didn't even, it's not like they yeah, hid that. Yeah, I know. It's uh, hmm. I, I knew that if this got picked up by media, that's what they were going to do. However... It got the GoFundMe up to $105,000. That's pretty incredible. And our audience like really killed it. I, I can't tell who gave what. I There are a few comments on the GoFundMe that, that are like, I am not going to be niggardly. And so I know that <laughs> those people are from our show. Um, but Bernie I, I Sanders really think, fans. He's responsible, not us. <laughs> He's responsible, yeah. yeah. Um, but it looks like you guys really boosted uh, boosted the cause and we really, really appreciate it. And I know Paula is very, very grateful. So I just want to thank you guys so much for your generosity. Um, as far as I know right now, Gabby's doing pretty well and it's just kind of, uh, taking it day by day to see what they're going to do about the transplant. Hmm. I am not going to be niggardly. Well, thank you to our audience and, um, all the best to that family. I, I I'll have to later on, send me some of the stories. Cause I'm curious how this was framed. Uh, you As have, you would expect. Yeah, you don't. If you just listen to the YouTube video explaining, it was very clear. She's not right. any kind of anti-vaccine person. That has nothing to do with this. But okay, it's a tough. It's a tough spot being a high risk. Cause she has, a, I think she has lupus and asthma. It's like, well, what do you do when you're pregnant? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's no good answer if you're a high risk individual. Well, I'm glad to see that it uh, at least the 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 fundraising component of it went well. And of course, all the best to uh, your friend and her family. Moving into the news, Jay Stark is the online moniker of the man who created the FGC-9, otherwise known as the Fuck Gun Control 9. This is the famous 3D printable 9mm gun. Uh, Jay Stark had a mysterious death on October oh. 9th in Germany, supposedly of a heart attack. Days prior to, the, to his death, Jay Stark was raided by German authorities, the search reportedly turned up nothing illegal and no firearms were found in Jay Stark's apartment. Jay Stark was found dead by relatives in a car parked in front of his parents' apartment. This is mere days after being raided by German authorities, but German authorities say his death was clearly not murder or suicide, just a heart attack. Jay Stark was 28 years old. And uh, according to these German authorities, uh, one investigator says he died of natural causes, quote, without any doubt. 
Jay Stark apparently had a previous medical condition relating to his heart that he has had since birth and perhaps, quote, maybe the excitement was too much. It is alleged that authorities tracked Jay Stark down with the help of eBay and Coinbase to find his location, though I've not seen confirmation of that. I see that alleged in several stories. Coinbase, that is troubling. Yeah, so I know that there is uh, a lot of internet animosity toward Coinbase at the moment over this. The um, the raid on Jay Stark was prompted by a message from England in December reporting Jay Stark for manufacturing and spreading 3D printed firearms. So, you know, mm. just one of those heart attacks that's striking 28 year olds all the time. <laughs> totally natural causes. Totally. Another unfortunate coincidence of natural causes. Anyway, uh, very odd that but uh, but very unfortunate, of course. This Biden thing, he just won't, he can't stop, won't stop sniffing kids, won't do well, it. He, he is a president with many problems, and uh, I don't know if he has any problem greater than, as you say, not being able to stop touching kids and sniffing kids and talking about kids. And he did it yet again on Friday. He was promoting his Build Back Better Act at a child care facility in Hartford, Connecticut, and as he was heckled outside, he <laughs> he uh, he tried to make the moment less awkward as people are yelling, let's go, Brandon or F Joe Biden, whatever they were saying, make the moment less awkward by hugging some kids and touching some kids. But that's not really what's weird. What's weird is when Joe Biden was inside doing his press conference bit and he said, uh, quote, I like kids more than people, I believe was the quote. Listen to this. When I talk to all your folks out in the playground, as I joked, and said, everybody knows I like kids better than people. Fortunately, they're like me. That's why maybe I like them. But all, but all kidding aside. That's right. What I only say, like uh, kids. <laughs> I think what he's saying is I only like kids because kids like me. So he's really. That's what he said. He's really refined his message. His uh, political handlers have gotten a hold of this. <sighs> Hey, don't be mad at me for liking kids. The kids liked me first, says Joe. Yeah. And obviously, are kids not people? I like kids <laughs> more than people. Well, not to the left. The uh, the John Gruden story is pretty much already dead. Uh, th this really broke, or at least John Gruden resigned on Monday, I believe it was. Las Vegas uh, Raiders head coach John Gruden, that is. After leaked emails showed that Gruden said mean things about players, <laughs> players union president DeMora Smith and former Rams player Michael Sam, among other things. We talked about this a little bit on Wednesday. Um, the emails were leaked to the media and were part of a collection of 650,000 of them included in an independent investigation of sexual harassment claims with the Washington football team. Uh, a team with which uh, Gruden is not associated. His brother coached that team. But why Gruden is implicated in an investigation looking at emails related to alleged sexual harassment at a different football team when yeah. Gruden coaches the Raiders and at the time of these offenses was an ESPN commentator. You tell me. But uh, Gruden's emails were sent between 2011 and 2018. The primary ones people are supposedly upset uh, about or people are laughing hysterically about if you tune into this show on Wednesday. 2011 email in which Gruden said Players Union President Smith, uh, Demora Smith, has lips the size of Michelin tires. Oh. We we did evaluate the claim a little bit. And, um, and, you know, when you're when you're right, you're right. You judge for yourself. 
and a 2014 email email in which Gruden criticized league commissioner Roger Goodell for pressuring then Rams coach Jeff Fisher to quote draft queers. <laughs> A reference to Michael Sam, the first openly gay player drafted who kissed his boyfriend immediately after getting picked and then never played a meaningful down in the NFL. And that one's undebatable. You may not like the language, but there was undeniable political pressure to get the Rams to draft Michael Sam for the sole purpose that right. him being gay would create a progressive show. That's and true. And they did it. And he's really good at those locker room ass smacks, too. That's the real reason. I don't know. I, 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 he wasn't even in the locker room long enough to do it, though. That's the thing. Oh, he found a way. I'm sure he got a couple in. Uh, aside from the implications, of course, of cultivating a society where what you said 10 years ago might show up in an investigation related to someone else's wrongdoing and then you get fired because reasons. Um, <laughs> that's a criticism. The other criticism is, OK, we're talking about the NFL here. We're talking about a league of players who have whose average age is like 24 maybe younger even a bunch of high a bunch of guys running around (laughs) in the locker room making fun of each other for homoerotic reasons like you talk about all the time the idea that what was said by gruden here is one comparable or two worse than what is said in an nfl locker room every single day by every single player laughable but that is what the nfl wants us to believe now report uh in espn uh, headline NFL finds no other current team or personnel implicated in Washington football team email investigation uh, and a, a league, an anonymous league source speaking with ESPN says the NFL did not identify other areas or other individuals. It has uh, to contact at club leadership or league leadership levels. They went through 650,000 of these emails and the NFL did not identify any problems anywhere near what you saw with John Gruden. He's the only one. How? (laughs) He's the only one. Hmm. That's what we're supposed to believe. And as far as who leaked this, because, of course, we haven't seen the email. There is an investigation that has these emails. Somehow these emails were leaked to media sources like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. So we haven't even seen the full content of these emails in context. We don't know who leaked them and what their presumed uh, motive against against uh, Gruden is. Right, right. It's obvious he was targeted by someone who doesn't like him. And we're supposed to believe, oh, no, he was just the only bad guy. Out of all the league's private communication, he was the only one who said some shit. I look forward to never finding out the motive yeah, you, for this. You never will. Mm-hmm. You never will. Uh, did you see the uh, other insurrection this week? Yeah, it's been, Appar- it's been a weird week. <laughs> Apparently, insurrection is becoming, uh, you know, somewhat of a frequent american tradition do they know we, what it means though well the this one ha- insurrection it has to be if if january 6th was insurrection this one has to be doesn't it and i don't know about you but it looked worse than 9-11 to me i would say objectively that's fair when dozens of violent protesters descended on the interior department on thursday to protest the use of fossil fuels demanding that biden declare the use of fossil fuels an emergency these protesters forcibly entered the building and injured several security personnel. Here are some of the scenes. Oh, my God. 
go inside, they're chanting. Looks pretty tame. There's just a bunch of hippies. Well, after the incident, Interior Department spokeswoman Melissa Schwartz said that early this afternoon, a group of protesters entered the Stuart Lee Udall Main Interior Building. Federal Protective Service personnel responded to the area to mitigate the situation. Multiple injuries were sustained by security personnel, and one officer has been transported to a nearby hospital. Medics representing both the department and the protesters were present. 55 people were arrested. Holy shit. This is so much worse than the Capitol. <laughs> I'm just curious. Congressional investigation when? Yeah. Impeachment yeah. when? Locking up people in solitary confinement when? Several police uh, deaths falsely attributed to this event when? Has anybody in the media called this an insurrection for real? The only report I've seen is this one that's sort of snarky in Fox News that, um, says it is reminiscent of January 6th. That's quoting an Andy No tweet. He had said it was reminiscent of January 6th. I don't think anybody's seriously calling it an insurrection, but I, I'd like to hear the case why this shouldn't be called one. Yeah. It fits the definition, the same definition that January 6th does. There, There's hardly anybody there. How many people are there? Like 50, 100? It's, well, it 55 said, uh, people were arrested, so it has to be at least a few yeah, hundred probably. Several dozen, but... Mm. Anyway, okay, well... Loudoun County was was already a mess, but man, has it become a, a gigantic mess in the last few days. So, of course, um, well, and, and now it's now it's claimed its first scalp. Of course, we have the first school board resignation. And I don't I don't say that dismissively because there probably are some scalps that should be claimed in Loudoun County uh, mm-hmm. defensively and metaphorically, Susan. But um, on Friday, Beth Bartz, a prominent left wing member of the school board, announced her resignation by a Facebook post. Now, back in March, Beth Bartz was accused of being part of an anti-racist Facebook group that created lists of parents who opposed critical race theory and who called for the reopening of schools. That's one way to put it. They, they were doxing parents is the allegation yeah. here yeah, and targeting them. Um, and she had been also accused of violating state and local policies by holding illegal meetings through email uh, and on Facebook groups as well as exposing that confidential information um, or or confidential information from closed school board sessions she was doing and conducting official businesses, official business rather within private Facebook groups. So Beth Bartz did not give specific reasons for her resignation, but she said it is quote, the right decision for her and her family. One would infer that she probably doesn't want much more to do with some of the accusations And well, now, I mean, now they're just confirmed scandals coming out of Loudoun County. It's not just accusations anymore. I wonder if she was getting death threats. Probably not, because then she would be she would be a victim in this. She would act like she was a victim in this. I'm surprised she didn't fake death threats against her. I'm surprised there aren't any real death threats against her. (laughs) There might be a few. These parents are because, pissed. Well, and uh, the the certainly the emotion, I understand the anger. I understand because, of course, Loudoun County has been the center of some of the most rowdy uh, school board meetings in the country with it it all kind of started, at least came to my attention with the school board suspending that teacher for refusing to use transgender pronouns that started back in the spring. And they've been trying to install critical race theory and for other controversial progressive measures, they have done this transgender bathroom thing. That's at the heart of the developing scandal now. And so parents have been, have been pissed 
And it's very likely that Loudoun County was highly influential on that National School Board Association's letter to Biden asking for the FBI and other feds to crack down on these domestic terrorist parents. Well, the story was blown wide open uh, this week with reporting by Luke Rosiak over at the Daily Wire. And what we've learned this week is that the guy who was arrested for disorderly conduct, uh, conduct at a Loudoun County School Board meeting in June he had his picture and videos of the arrest plastered all over to make parents, of course, look crazy and like yeah. they are domestic terrorists that Merrick Garland is going to go get. His name is Scott Smith. And Scott Smith said that he attended that meeting, that one that he got arrested at and, and charged with um, disorderly conduct. He was there to confront the board about the alleged sexual assault of his daughter in a bathroom. <sighs> At Stonebridge High School, she's a freshman there, 15 years old, I believe. This was May 28th by a boy wearing a skirt who entered the girl's bathroom. I'm not ex I can't remember what the timeline of the bathroom policy is at, in Loudoun County schools, but they have since implemented this policy where you, know, you use the bathroom that you feel fits your self-determined identity. Duh. So uh, <laughs> let's. Um, Juvenile records are sealed, of course, juvenile justice records. But Scott Smith's attorney tells the Daily Wire that the boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy. I won't. It does list the detail, a little bit of detail in there, but I'll just leave it at that. This is this is more than just a touch. They're alleging. They're is alleging oral sex. That's one of them. The other is uh, just forcible <gasps> sodomy generally. Oh, so, no. So this is not just, hey, he he. You know, he got a little grabby or something like that. This is these are very serious allegations, not that even both are bad, obviously. But I just want to be clear how bad we're talking about right now. Terrible. And ironically, um, minutes before Smith's arrest at the school board meeting to confront them about this, the Loudoun County Public Schools superintendent lectured the attendees of the public that concerns about transgender policy are misplaced because the school system has no record of any assault occurring in any school bathroom. This is after this is June. Remember, the school board meetings, June. This alleged assault happened May 28th. Even though, of course, at the time there was an ongoing law enforcement investigation and the sheriff's deputies had been at the school on that day for a different reason, as we'll get to in a moment. But the school board officials had to know this. They're acting like it never happened. And I get it. You know, innocent until proven guilty. You got to do the investigation. But to say that it's never happened is leaving yeah, but out. Believe all women unless they're under 18. And then I guess No, So it, it gets worse than that, though, because the arrest of this boy, who is the alleged attacker in this case, happened two months later. And it is alleged that the same boy Smith says attacked his daughter, attacked another girl at a different school in the meantime. And he has now been placed in a juvenile detention center. So he this person who allegedly committed the attack um, was just sent was just transferred to a different school where he has now oh allegedly attacked someone else. After this second arrest, Smith decided it's time for him to speak out. He had been previously advised not to say anything publicly and to stay quiet to win his legal case. Uh, and he wanted to do that. So he hasn't said anything so far, but after this second arrest, he's now decided to come out and be public about this. This is what he had to say on Laura Ingram's show this week. My daughter was sexually assaulted at the end of school in May of last year. I went to the school board meeting, you know, to see what was going on. I turn around, the police 
are grabbing me and next thing I know I'm tackled to the ground. I believe that they had full intentions on trying to shut that thing down early because every time we clapped, you know, or try to support somebody that we got scolded for it. Why aren't we allowed to clap? Why aren't we allowed to boo? I was told by everyone, our, my attorneys, the prosecuting attorney, friends of the family, people I don't even know, that if I wanted justice for my daughter, that I needed to keep my mouth quiet. Last Friday night, the phone rang, I actually believe it was a text, from a concerned parent and said, I need to know what the boy's name is. And we said, we will never discuss that. And then they proceeded to tell my wife that there was another assault at Broad Run High School and the rumor is that it's the same boy. Yeah. Within a half an hour, it was confirmed that yes, this did happen. Ah, uh, wow, I think he's remarkably composed. Uh, he yeah. needs to go full Liam Neeson on this kid and <laughs> well, remove some twigs and berries. That's what's funny is he's being accused of being unreasonable, of being a quasi-domestic terrorist. Of course, I'll have to qualify with if true. But then again, you don't have to just believe his story. The the uh, prosecutors in the county have since arrested and charged this kid that he's talking about. It's not just his claim. Prosecutors don't bring charges unless they believe they have the evidence to secure a How conviction. How old is the kid? 17? 16? I don't know his age. High school age. But mm. um, but yeah, it, it, any dad in that situation, I think, has permission to get maybe a little aggressive. I think maybe we yeah, uh, grant I think some any license father in that situation. I if they they murdered him, I'd be like, all right, uh, you don't seem like a threat to society to me. So I'm going to hang this jury. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe our hands clean and uh, back to class, kids. All right. <laughs> For real. Okay, so it gets it gets worse still if it could, because there's there are all sorts of elements of cover up here. In addition to what the superintendent said about there's no such record of any assault happening in a bathroom. Okay, the school board, um, of course, denied the issue while fully knowing that the issue uh, was happening. That's part of the issue. But but the rest of the cover up is is an entirely separate scandal at this point, because it's not just Scott Smith's case. It's a it's another or at least one other assault case as well so there's the cover-up of there's also the cover-up what happened that day with scott smith so this is may 28th and this is the day that his daughter is allegedly assaulted in the bathroom at the school and scott smith gets a call from school officials saying hey your your daughter has been in an incident you need to come down here and talk to us about it and he thought it was going to be a fight thought it was like yeah. your daughter was in a fight he shows up to school and they say um yeah it's more like a rape situation not just a fight, but a rape situation. And he apparently, according to the school, overreacts to the degree that the school calls the sheriff's deputies on him, not on not on the alleged attacker, but on him for overreacting and being too rowdy. Overreacting like, oh, can you come deal with this situation? Your daughter got ass raped by a tranny in our school. Yes. In school bathroom. I think what that's would, what would any father out there do? This is outrageous. I think that's the exact transcription. If uh, if, you get, if you get the call records now, this is um obscene. Smith acknowledges he did make a scene when he arrived, but he says no. any father would have done the same in the situation. He says, quote, I went nuts. I called the principal a P word. I'm guessing a pussy. It's censored. I don't prick know. It might be a prick. I, I don't know. Six cop cars showed up like fucking SWAT team to respond to the school's complaint about an assertive parent. He said, okay, so not only does this assault appear to have been covered up in the school's initial reaction and the superintendent's lecturing of the public at the school board meeting, but um, we have another assault as well. 
so according again, according to Luke Rosiak at the Daily Wire, Loudoun County Public Schools did not record uh, this other incident of alleged sexual assault in one of their school uh, in another one of their schools, despite a law that requires statistics about school safety incidents to be reported to the public. These laws uh, hold school superintendents personally liable for violations as well. So if you can show that the superintendent knew about this incident and didn't report it to the state, he might be not just in kind of a political pressure as far as voters are. Well, I guess he's not an elected position, but the school board can take care of him. Anyway, he might not just be under political pressure. He might be in legal trouble if they can show that he knew about this and didn't do anything about it. But um, after the Daily Wire raised the discrepancy about this, this reporting to the Virginia Department of Education, the department says they're reviewing and investigating the issue for compliance with state and federal law. So Stonebridge High School, this is where this bathroom assault happened. It's, it's in the Loudoun County Public School System, obviously. It reported no sexual assaults for the 2020 to 2021 school year, which, of course, would include May 28th of this year and the incident with Scott Smith's daughter. And yes, that attacker wasn't arrested until July 8th, but state law requires reporting just for the incident report, not to wait for charges or convictions. And these statistics weren't even due to the state until July 16th after the arrest. So they didn't even have to make the report until after the arrest had happened and they still didn't report it. In October 2018, there was a case that was widely reported by the media at the time in which three football players at uh, Tuscarora High also in the Loudoun County public school system were charged with sexual assault in a locker room incident charged. And yet LCPS still reported no sexual assaults for the 2018 to 2019 school year. So this is part of a recurring pattern. And now you have the, um, you have the superintendent apologizing for what happened. Apparently he says, um, on Friday, the, the superintendent issued a statement and apologized specifically for his June comments. He said um, that this, this was his commentary uh, where he lectured the public about there's no such record of any kind of assaults. There's, this doesn't happen. He said that he's sorry that we being the, the, the public school system failed to provide the safe, welcoming and affirming environment that we aspire to provide. We acknowledge and share in your pain and we will continue to offer support to help you and your families through this trauma. And of course, there are ongoing calls for his uh, for uh, for his uh, uh, resignation as well. And then you have a lawsuit that's actually been filed uh, by Scott Smith against the school district. So in addition to defending Scott from what they call the wrongful and unconstitutional criminal charges against him, the disorderly conduct charge. The Stanley Law Group representing him says they are pursuing federal Title IX actions against the board and local government and all officials responsible for allowing this harm to come to Smith's daughter. And not only that, but you have the role of this prosecutor because surprise, surprise, the uh, the Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney is another one of these Soros backed uh Soros backed local <sighs> prosecutors who in any other context thinks that we have a mass incarceration problem. We have to stop putting people in jail. That's the perspective of many of oh, these yeah. people. Except for whom, of course. Except for Scott Smith for his misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge at the June 22nd school board meeting in which he was trying to hold the school board accountable for the cover-up of the alleged rape of his daughter. So this this local attorney, her name is Buta 
Bibarage. That's my best attempt uh, at her name. Progressive prosecutor openly uh, openly campaigned on opposing mass incarceration. And as we'll get to about Scott Smith's prosecution here, she also is apparently responsible for the decision simply to transfer the alleged attacker student to another school, which of course led to another attack. Allegedly Biberaj says that this was done because the alleged attacking student didn't have a prior history of such behavior at the time. That's who cares, but I've never murdered anybody before. So (laughs) this person, um, this, this prosecutor not only facilitated that, uh, remedy the transfer but personally prosecuted smith so you have two issues here number one uh you're going to per, you're going to seek jail time for a misdemeanor disorderly conduct charge which they did but the da herself personally prosecuted smith didn't just send some minion lawyer to do it personally showed up to prosecute this guy according to smith's attorney not only is it unusual for the da personally to prosecute such a in such an insignificant case. But of course, it's also unusual to seek jail time for that sort of thing. And that's exactly um, what this this prosecutor did. And keep in mind, being uh, the DA in this county certainly had knowledge of what had happened and what the ongoing investigation said about um, what happened with with Smith's daughter in the bathroom at the high school. So Smith was, in fact, sentenced to 10 days in jail but the sentence was suspended contingent on a year of good behavior. So, yeah, you you watch yourself, Mr. <laughs> guy who whose daughter was raped at the school. You be on your best behavior and we won't put you in jail for 10 days. This is so insane. Yeah. You know, we always talk about shame as a deterrent. Um, what these people and leftists need to realize is that shame is the penultimate stop before murder when it comes to this tranny stuff so maybe they defense. need to appreciate it defense. yes right then yeah uh but but really they need to appreciate it in society a little bit more it does have a protective effect against uh more extreme actions that may or may not need to be taken if things like this can continue to happen uh shame while unpleasant is certainly more pleasant than uh some other degrees of conflict yeah yeah i, I would agree with that point <laughs> This this D.A. received almost a million dollars in campaign contributions from a George Soros led political action Ah! committee, (laughs) much like other prominent, lenient local prosecutors across the country. And uh, this D.A. has also been openly campaigning for Terry McAuliffe, the former governor, Democrat, who's currently running again for governor in a close race against Republican Glenn Youngkin. And that race, of course, could be a referendum. On Loudoun County, it's hard to believe that this won't play, won't be highly influential in in that uh, particular election. And I, I got to say, as we talk about whenever we talk about this story, I just want to say good on these parents for making a political difference where it matters the most in your backyard. On the other side of it, um, at this point, what choice do you have? Because the alternative is letting your daughters be sexually assaulted by dudes in skirts at school. So some people will allow them. Oh, there are plenty. The, yeah. the old Tibbets, you know, some people will allow. <laughs> Anything for a taco. Yeah. You know, yep, yep. a literal taco. I'm not Different even making kind of taco. I guess that's that's poorly phrased in this context. But yes, anything for the actual food item. We'll say burrito. That might be more. Uh, uh, quesadilla. 
This has taken an unfortunate turn. <laughs> uh, I don't know what parents are supposed to do, though. But uh, you know, these 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 politicians and these people on the school board they they seem remarkably unafraid. Uh yeah, yeah, not accountable. It's it's as though they laugh at us while these horrible things happen to us. Right. Yeah. But then again, um, well, yeah, I certainly don't believe that they called the FBI because they're afraid. I think that they called the FBI because they know they can wield that tool. They yeah, might, they I don't think they're genuinely of, afraid. If they were really afraid, they would all have private security and stuff. They don't. I don't know. Maybe they do. I have no idea. I have no idea what their security situation is. Well, you know, I hope that somebody inspires fear in them defensively. Well, there, there's what's the saying that when the government fears the people, there is liberty, something to that effect. That's not a and terroristic when the people fear claim. The government, there's tyranny. Yeah, yeah, the mirror image of that. Um, that's not a terroristic claim. That's it, it's about a proper level of respect and accountability and an understanding of who is the boss of whom. And Loudoun County is yet another example of those people who are supposedly public servants scoffing and laughing at us because we disagree with them, even up to and including instances where children are being sexually assaulted, allegedly. In the bathrooms that they're responsible for, they'll still mm -hmm. laugh in our faces. That's a very backwards arrangement that needs some correction. I don't think that's a terroristic claim to make. And but. nobody's even talking. I, I guarantee that this this guy is not a tranny. He doesn't have any gender identity issues, although I hate saying that because it's so super gay. Um, and he probably is just like, oh, sweet opportunity to sodomize high school girls will put on skirts so I can go in their bathroom. I don't know. We'll have to, we can't, we don't know who this kid is. We don't know what he's doing because all the records are sealed, but based on the um, repeat offense, it would seem that he has a tendency for that sort of behavior. Yeah. That poor girl. <laughs> yeah. I, and poor girl. you hope that there's justice in this situation, but assuming that what is alleged is true. I mean, you have to go through the incident itself, but also imagine seeing this sort of national scandal developed based on what happened to you. Yeah. We all, I think we all remember what it's like to be a high school freshman and how self-conscious oh, and is mortifying yeah. and people have to know stuff like this. And then there's, there's the added di sexual dynamic of it being uh, this, this, this tranny. And then your dad's all over the news and nobody in, throughout the course of this entire story, I haven't heard anybody talk about the girl as the victim, as the center of the story. It's all about the dad. Uh, yeah, I mean, to the extent that the dad is the public figure, I suppose. But I but that you know, sucks. I mean, what about her? What happened to her? Yeah, on the other side of it, I think it's the dad obviously wants to protect her. I just don't think he wants yeah. a lot of public attention on her. But no, I think that that's that's. I, I don't want there to be public attention on her, but I want people to keep in mind that there is a victim in this story. Of course, I yeah. hear this from the left all the time, like, "Ooh, I banged Harvey Weinstein for a role, and now I'm a victim of sexual assault." But I don't give a shit about this girl. Why? <laughs> Well, speaking of victims, let's not forget the real victim, <laughs> Jussie so Smollett. Yes. Got a few other legal updates for you. During a hearing on Friday, Judge James Lynn refused a request from Jussie Smollett's defense team to drop the case or the charges against him. Smollett defense lawyer Nenye Uchi. I'm going with that. Nenye Uchi. He should have gone white with this one. <laughs> well, he has a, a robust legal team. I think it sounds like this was this is a new member of the legal team. Argued that uh, Jesse Smollett had been offered a non-prosecution agreement with Cook County prosecutors in exchange for community service and forfeiting his $10,000 bond, which Jesse has done. Then the defense argued that 
going through with the prosecution of these charges is a violation of due process because he says there was some sort of agreement prior that if Jesse did all these good boy things that this wouldn't happen. But the judge was not persuaded and denied the motion to dismiss. What does that mean? It means that Jesse Smollett will indeed face trial in Judge Lynn's court in Chicago starting November 29th. We all get to watch the show. Jesse, of course, is charged with lying to police and filing a false police report about his infamous 2019 alleged incident of being attacked by MAGA henchmen who put a rope around his neck and called him the N-word in a polar vortex blizzard. And they proclaimed Chicago to be MAGA country, all that. Jesse is also still fighting a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit with the city of Chicago in which the city is trying to recover $130,000 in police overtime costs incurred by investigating his case. And recall that this criminal case is only happening now after Cook County Prosecutor Kim Fox initially dropped any charges against Jesse. But Special Prosecutor Dan Webb was assigned to the case and revived the charges, also finding that Fox acted improperly, though not illegally. So there won't be accountability for Kim Fox in this particular case. Really? Lori Lightfoot will get the the <laughs> will get the accountability from Kim Fox when they inevitably <laughs> fight in some pay-per-view special. It Ooh. won't be in the courtroom. But bottom line, um, November is going to have multiple must watch trials now, because don't forget that Kyle Rittenhouse starts on November 1st. And now Jesse Smollett will be starting at the end of the month, November 29th. So fire up your, well, actually, I don't know if this one's going to be live stream. I, f- I forget. It said something media. I, th- I don't think Jesse's going to be live streamed. Media are allowed oh. in, but I don't think there's a, I, I forgot. I should have saved the quote. Okay. Wait, wait, here, here. Smollett's in-person trial is set to begin November 29th in Lynn's courtroom, which will be open to the public and press, but closed to media cameras. Well, does that mean that, is is the live stream a court Open camera? Open to the public and press, but closed to media cameras. I don't know if you'll be able to watch this live. We'll have to wait and see. What is it a court camera that streams it or media cameras? What does that mean? We'll have to find out. Either way, can't wait. Um, you won't get a... You apparently won't get a trial in the case of Nicholas Cruz, uh, the, the Parkland shooter. Also this week, the defense team for... Nicholas Cruz announced that Cruz will plead guilty to 17 counts of premeditated murder. Cruz is also pleading guilty to a 2018 prison assault that was captured on video. A hearing is set for Wednesday for this to happen. Cruz's defense team had previously offered to plead guilty in exchange for taking the death penalty off the table. The prosecution would not agree to those terms, but now they have or at least the defense team has agreed to plead guilty. So the details about what changed in that particular plea agreement were not immediately available but i have to presume that cruz is not pleading guilty to accept a death sentence no that wouldn't make any sense but he will plead guilty on wednesday apparently we're not going to get a trial in that case i guess that's good yeah i mean he admitted to the police that he did it right uh, this is as close to a no doubt case as you can possibly get so we'll have to see what the details of that are meanwhile what happened with um we also had, uh, oh, where's the article here? Stuart Scheller. Scheller. Yeah, he he had his yeah. court martial hearing. He pleaded guilty to all six charges initially. When I when I read that, I was like, oh no! But it actually turns out to be a pretty good deal for him. So if you guys remember, he faced uh, a court martial for contempt toward officials, disrespect toward superior commissioned officers, willfully disobeying a superior commissioned officer, 
dereliction in the performance of duties, failure to obey order or regulation, and conduct unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman. Yeah, um, don't ever forget that. Not a gentleman. And, and a gentleman, yeah. So he was in the break for a little while, and his lawyer earlier Thursday said he expects Scheller to because he pled guilty to receive a letter of reprimand only Uh, in court. It was said Scheller could also forfeit two thirds of his monthly pay for a year. There are limitations on his potential punishment. He may be, he may not be demoted, fined or punitively discharged. So that's fantastic. He had a, I think he has a $2.5 million pension that it sounds like it's going to be protected. He's to give up two thirds of his income for a year. Who cares? But the pension is back on. I, I was under the impression that was gone no matter what. Uh, am I incorrect? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read up on this, but I was just under the assumption. I I was under the assumption that he gets to keep his pension, but if that's not Mm. the case, I don't know why he wouldn't, he would plead guilty. Well, either way, whatever happens with his pension, as we talked about when this first happened, this is a guy who I think fully recognizes why the rules he broke are in place, but still views it as necessary to break them and face the consequences. I have a lot of respect for that. You know, he's not going yeah. in there and arguing, hey, I didn't do it. He's saying, yeah, I did it. So what? Here I am. Mm-hmm. And um, take for the for all the accusations of not being a gentleman, he is taking it like a gentleman. Oh, you're right. And I if, appreciate If that. the live chat is, is to be believed, which I trust you guys usually, uh, no pension, pensions off the table. So he must yeah. have done this to avoid being demoted further fined or getting a dishonorable discharge. Yeah, I assume punitively discharged. Yeah. Worst and that consequences was very important probably to on the table. Pensions off the table. That sucks. Well, he he's doing what he believes to be the right thing and accepting the consequences for that decision. And uh, whether or not you agree with that, I, I have a high degree of respect for just being straight up in the way that he has. I so. totally agree. I like how it didn't even occur to me that somebody would do this for reasons other than money. Like, <laughs> I don't know why he would plead guilty. It's a dishonorable discharge. Who cares? <laughs> well, it's, uh, the stories this week get, get much weirder. I suppose this next one is not actually that uh, weird, but the subsequent bow and arrow story is pretty bizarre. Anyway, bizarre. we haven't bu- played the sounder. In, in a, I was going to say, I got to dust this old <laughs> sounder off. Hold on. Where is it? Somewhere deep in here. That's right. It's the terror attack of the week. (laughs) And now the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. You know, back when this show started, that really was a weekly bit. Every single week. People getting stabbed in France, people getting stabbed in Germany. Now it's Mm -hmm. um, not just people getting stabbed in the UK, but a member of parliament, like the equivalent of a, a, mem- a congressman in this country. Yes. And remember, this happened in 2016 with Joe Cox. It was uh, there was another member of parliament she, who was stabbed. It, it, uh, Joe Cox in, in 2016. Gosh, I can't remember the details about that, but it was something somewhat similar. I guess I just forgot. Yeah. Um, But Sir David, he was 69, married four daughters and a son. This, this sucks. Uh, And. What I was finding from the media is that there was not really that much of an attempt to cover up that this that the guy that that killed him was of Somali descent and was a Muslim. So, Sir David, this happened midday Friday. Uh, a Muslim guy just walked into a meeting with voters from his electoral district that he was holding at a Methodist church and uh, just like stabbed him to death. Just hmm. stabbed him to death. Yeah. Uh, and then I was just reading about this guy, Ali R.B. Ali. And he's the son of an ex-media advisor to a former prime minister of Somalia. He's been arrested by British police under anti-terrorism laws. 
Um, and he's clearly a Muslim extremist. Very, very clearly. So uh, I don't think anybody's trying to hide that. Is uh, based on what social media or I mean, not that I'm skeptical. He I'm wasn't. Just... He wasn't known to police. Supposedly, he wasn't known to police before. But um, I mean, I think that they've got some evidence. It's under investigation. Well, if the BBC is saying killing was terrorism, specifically Islamic terrorism, I got to believe it's tough to deny. Uh, same with CNN. Kind of, I think they said. Oh no, the, the Metropolitan Police said the early investigation has revealed a potential motivation linked to Islamist extremists. So there's hmm. some dancing going on. There. Or maybe he, maybe it's just that he once attended a school board meeting and disagreed with the policy that was uh, <laughs> approved. You never know these days what counts. Oh gosh. And then this Norway mass Boeing gun control uh, really worked there. It's, it's very <laughs> do, do they have assault bow laws? I know the jokes are overplayed, but you got to indulge a little bit, right? Uh, How many arrows were in his quiver? Nobody needs that many arrows. <laughs> Nobody needs that many arrows. Yeah. Were they assault arrows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't believe this guy was white. I was like, uh, I, I like didn't even look up a picture of him because I just read Muslim and read his name. And then I was like, I better look into this. Yeah, the white white guy, Muslim convert. So he's been charged uh, Thursday with a connection in connection with a bow and arrow rampage in a small town in Norway. He killed five and wounded three. So four women and a man were killed. Um, and he initially escaped confrontation with police and then eventually was caught. Um, some of the victims were inside private homes. And so it seems like what he did was he was um, making his way into houses and then and then murdering people in there. Oh, so it wasn't even like one. He was kind Somewhere of outside, but he was also he also got some people in their houses. He was kind of moving around. Yeah, uh, it was like a stealth attack. This is like some weird video He's, game shit. Right. So his name is Espen Anderson Broughton. I got to get a picture of this dude. That's what I was looking for. But I, I know it's in the New York Post story here. And he, unlike um, unlike the other, was known to police before this. They, there have been a lot of reports about his radicalization. Uh, every article that I read about this, they just had to talk about Anders Breivik. Just every, <laughs> which I'm sure you guys know, because this guy is a... Um, hero on the dissonant right, <laughs> Anders Breivik. Uh, no, actually, disavow. <laughs> come, come on, um, I'm pretty sure Anders Breivik. I think he killed like like 77 kids. That's what something. I. That's what I read because when you mentioned him earlier, I had to refresh my memory about this dude. Right. I, yeah. Let, let's see if I remember correctly, but I think he was at some kind. It was some some kind of summer camp. This was in 2011, uh, for young Democrats, and he was dressed as a police officer. And um, they knew something was going on in the island. And so he was going up to people and being like, oh, I'm, I'm here to help, to help the situation. And then just like blowing their brains out. And because it was on an island, he was able to just kill so many of these kids. And because there was stupid, a bomb attack component, too, like he started with an explosion of some kind. I think that was on the mainland, though. Oh, okay. uh, I might be wrong about that. Um, anyway, so Andres Brevik only got like 20 years because of. Norwegian law on maximum sentencing. Yeah. What I was reading is they said they could keep it extending the sentence if they determine that he's a public danger. I don't, I mean, it seems kind of like a public danger, but I guess yeah. they could let him. It said due to like, that's the max sentence under Norwegian law. That seems really weird to me. So any Norwegians who can clarify what the hell that means, why does a guy who kills 77 people get sentenced to 20 years or whatever it was? Yeah. There's probably um, some, no matter who they may grow up to be. Ironically, though, he did this because he was talking about preventing future politicians 
from letting more Muslims into the country. Yeah. And then uh, every every media outlet that I was reading about this uh, this bow and arrow attack just wanted to segue into the Brevik thing to um, deflect that this was <laughs> that this was a Muslim guy. But Brevik would have hated this guy. He would have seen him as a, a race traitor. I'm sure this like white convert to well, it's, Islam. It, it seems the only thing they have in common is they are Scandinavian white guys who committed mass killings, but their That's ideological much, yeah. motivation seems totally opposed. It's totally, like you, totally opposed. Right. So I don't know. Anyway, um, Brevik had a, a arsenal of high powered firearms. So I also, this is entirely different. That, if he again, killed 77 though, people with a bow and arrow, I'd be like, let him out of jail. That's, five with a bow. Impressive. I mean, not that. Well, he Listen, injured eight, or he injured five, and and then three, or killed five, injured three. And the thing more. about so, like, a bow, like accurate. let's just say you're in your house watching TV, so if someone breaks in and arrows you in the way this is described, uh, I assume that death is not instant in most arrowings, unless maybe you right. get arrowed in the skull or like right through the heart. But the you got to think about yeah. the surprise factor of getting shot with an arrow that has lethal power behind it. What the and when you're totally not expecting it, what the hell that must be like? It's got to be. I'm bizarre. not familiar with bow bow and arrow. I mean, how much power is behind that? Enough to hunt. I mean, people elk hunt with with bow all the time. So well, it'd be way easier to kill a person than an elk. Right? Presumably, a lot smaller. Anyway, uh, what know. happened I with was... this guy? Did he get he lived and is arrested, or what's his fate? Um. Yeah, he's he's been arrested as far as I can. Okay, tell. so he was not taken out charged am hmm. how bizarre well i hope we don't have to hear that sounder very much in, in future but uh no, it's, it's kind of nice to be getting back onto onto some familiar topics <laughs> yeah although typically like danish guy kills people five people with a bow and arrow is not the story that fits into that bit but in this case it does i guess um a few things left over for the second half of the show here we got joe rogan and sanjay gupta we got um, Kamala Harris's child actors. We got Hoax Hate. We got the Dogma Review. But uh, we are due for a break, so it would be wise mm. to take it. I think we are good over on DLive, but I will open the treasure chest for you fine people. So I guess Joe Rogan is emerging uh, as a very serious thought leader in 2021. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, I, I, don't know it's, I don't know if it's that hard to achieve. Not that I'm taking a shot at Joe. I'm not. But like, I mean, we were able to do it, and we are... So average, idiocracy the, level average. <laughs> we are the uh, Joe Bowers of podcasting. Wasn't that his name? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think so, but it's true. I mean, Joe Rogan. Well, but, all right. how many, not that I have any, again, not that I have anything against Joe, but how many weird alliances are forming right now where you just hear someone say something halfway sensible and you think, okay, that's at least. Uh, more understandable than most of the nonsense I hear on on CNN or on any normie news or anything like that. So I guess I'm allied with Nicki Minaj now. Like Nicki Minaj is a similar thought leader in ways. So standards are so low. It's so easy to appear intelligent and thoughtful, and as a woman to appear attractive if you're just not fat. It's like never <laughs> been a better time to be an average looking woman. <laughs> Or a, a woman of average intelligence or a person of average intelligence. Hmm. This is just a, it's a great time to be alive. All right. Do you want to go? Do you want me to go? Uh, I'm good on DLive. I can catch up on Tippy Stream here. Uh, or I can go. Whatever you want. Uh, go for it I'm if indecisive. you're ready. I got to open Jeffrey O'Neill 
Melbourne, the city in lockdown, 260 days world record, got the poke last Friday. No poke, no job mandate. Three nights of 101 fever, shoulders still painful to move, picnics, house guests, shopping this Friday. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Jeff? Well, I got to live a... I'm... They're telling you you need to do it for a normal life, and I'm sure it's going to be any day now that normal life is coming right back. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yep. I get it. I'm not trying to take shots at him. A lot of people in unfortunate circumstances of coercion right now. It sucks. And thanks for supporting Dan- the show, man. Daniel Kunkel, the Loudon school scandal is sadly unsurprising. We put children in the laps of grown men dressed as women and call it story time. So the rape of a young girl by a boy in a skirt isn't much of a leap. No, this is totally unsurprising. Is anybody surprised by this? Homeschool uh, your kids. Uh, yeah. Good time to get into that. I bought PN. Have a great show. No pressure or anything, but you are my favorite podcast duo, despite how average we are. Mm. Well, we appreciate right. it. Thank you for keeping us Thank on you. the air. Grimter. Joke's on us. Let's go. Brandon is boomer proof and it only got stronger. It's fucking lame. And <laughs> no. I do. I do like your shirt, though. I it, like I was, it. Where, it was supposed it? to be here by last weekend when the uh, the meme was more fresh and uh but you know with shipping rates the way uh, and speeds the way that they are <laughs> ironically my let's go brandon shirt was late in arrival because of let's go brandon effects you know huh. people not driving delivery trucks and things like that yeah yeah so Yikes. here it is a, a week or two too late but i don't care like i said last week i'll gladly drive this one into the <laughs> ground i'll get plenty of use out of this t-shirt fine Grimter jokes on us. Let's go. Oh, I just read that one. Uh, humdrum superior. Happy anniversary and birthday to Matt. We're one day off from sharing a birthday, but I'm happy to spend mine listening to you both, helping us all know there is still sane. There are still sane people out in an insane world. Well, happy birthday. I hope so. Either today or Tuesday, whatever day your birthday is. Happy birthday, both of you. Long Don John, I'm glad that three of the movies on my list are in the IMDb Top 250 list. Everyone seems to be voting wild card now. If they do it with my list, then there's still a chance one of my of one of my films being seen. I am so happy about this wild card thing. So happy about it. Not to spoil, but it did win this week. So find yes. out what the wild card selection was later in the show. And of course, I don't want to the, the the first movie nominators made their nominations without knowing that wild card would be an option. So True. I have received the next November's nominations already. And are they also garbage? No, I think they're pretty good. There are several on there that I think are movies that I want to see that I know are, are generally well received and that I think are behind uh, memes and things that I should know, but references I should know, but don't necessarily. So it's, it's a good list. I like it. Okay. Kaylee Yisseroff have employment opportunities in Florida and Texas, uh, trying to leave Canada before I'm locked in parliament returns November 22nd. I'm expecting an even heavier boot on my neck at that time. Ugh. I'm so sorry. Gosh, poor Canadians. Godspeed um, up there. Now I guess we're opening our border, our Canadian border to fully vaccinated Canadians. Ugh, the worst That's happening kind. soon. <laughs> the worst kind of Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want anything Joshua. to do with that. I know. Joshy boy, uh, it's been a year already. Well, a very big G's for you, Matt. Yeah, a lot can happen in oh, a year, thanks. truly. Yeah. Um, let's just do a few more knuckle hunky buck. DC Comics has decided to make the, the new Superman gay is going to be the first Superman bottom, but they're going to have to change the S on his chest to TH because of how you pronounce Superman. <laughs> the list. Many of weaknesses are kryptonite. probably have AIDS. And his wrists. <laughs> 
kryptonite and ass. That's what you should have said. Sorry. Uncle I didn't mean to Bush, jump huh? on the joke. Well done. And the last one for right now, Robin uh, D. Banks. Brandon and I once made love. Sorry, Matt. Didn't mean to shatter your trust like this. I'm sure we've all had forays that never actually happened. If it's I, now an appropriate I, time to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And if I had to fall victim to infidelity, Brandon would be my pick. Brandon is a Brandon is a great choice. I'm a big Brandon fan. <sighs> oh, <laughs> if you had to have somebody else fall victim to infidelity. Well, like if 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 I was victimized, if if ah, uh, it just that just made you sound super gay. Let's just let's just move on with this hypothetical. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. <laughs> big Brandon TV fan. Show. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. He really is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're done on YouTube. Uh, let's see over on um, <clears throat> on tippy stream echoes of ancestors says bank of America blocked my donation to you last week. FYI, I couldn't even access my card information for half a day. What? Hmm. Um, hmm. If you would, you email me more information about that? I'd like to know, like, how were you doing it? What methods and how, you know, that they uh, just, just send me more information. I'd be curious to know it. Thanks for supporting the show. Xander says, I'll probably email some you, you some more info about the Chicago Police Department mandate. But in short, Lightfoot has no idea what she's doing. She is willing to let the city burn in order to avoid a political L against the Fraternal Order of Police uh, president who she hates. This is a, a fascinating standoff to watch. And uh, as far as I know, there hasn't been much development over the weekend. But now the court has said that the the union president, the Chicago Police Union president has to shut the hell up. Can't talk about vaccine mandates anymore. But if he's right, Lori Lightfoot is set to take up to half the Chicago police force off the beat. I'll just bring in National Guard. Yeah, okay, good luck. How Dude. many National Guard do people think there are? Yeah, it's going to take a lot to secure the city. They also of don't know the ropes like local cops. That's so stupid. I, I don't know. know. We should all be cheering on the destruction of the modern American city. This is hilarious. If I was, uh, if I was a National Guardsman in springfield or i don't somewhere in rural southern illinois <laughs> hey you're getting uh deployment orders you're going to uh the south side to uh Inner city security, i would say uh no. can we uh can we go back to afghanistan please i would prefer yeah. that <laughs> it'd be way safer don't you think yeah uh, can, like you're some can we secure the taco eating chick <laughs> national guardsman what is she gonna do in Southside chicago for the love of god Kabul airport please kandahar <laughs> i'll take any of them <laughs> anything anything <laughs> This, yeah. I beg of you, have mercy. All right, Phil says, uh, I see the controlled opposition voices of conservatism are making a big stink about the uh, Buttigieg, about Buttigieg taking time off for maternity leave instead of actual, instead of the actual crime. Two very nice men buying children is the real crime. <laughs> I thought Not, they were IVF babies. Are they adopted? I, I think they're adopted, yeah. I don't think oh. they're biologically their children or one of their children. Oh, no. I, might, I might be mistaken. I would argue um, that that's worse because they're more likely to get raped. Yeah. I, I, I thought about talking about that tonight. I just kind of left it because I don't know. I mean, it's like guy whose job doesn't matter is away from job while he bottle feeds babies. Like, yeah. If, if anything, yeah, the scandal. Well, there are a couple scandals. One, like that the guy is MIA from his job and nobody even notices. And two, that Biden didn't see fit to even have an acting replacement for the two months that this guy is gone. But I guess I'm not going to pr to pretend or or believe that if only Pete Buttigieg had been actually in charge of the transportation department for two months, that all of our supply chain issues, they'd probably be worse. If he was in charge, to be honest, I don't yeah. see how it would be any better. Yeah. I get the principle of the matter that if you're in charge of 
a particular area in which the country is suffering, maybe your uh, maternity leave, maybe you should uh, take that generous public salary and, and buy a child caretaker, or maybe you can have Chaston do it for you. I get that, but I decided to scrap that one for time. Did you have any thoughts about old Mayor oh, Pate? Correction. It's they're boy girl twins, so only one of right. them is at risk for being raped. <laughs> Thank you. Unless maybe they maybe she goes to Loudon uh, Loudon County Schools later on by her parents. Sorry, uh, another right. correction. I okay. Always very Jeez. specific and accurate on this show. Yes, Incompetent Hand says, uh, "If you haven't read Lovecraft or Bram Stoker, but uh, but to oh, I haven't read Lovecraft or Bram Stoker, but to have never heard of them." Uh, I'll go easy on blonde, but Matt has no excuse. That being said, good on Matt for be uh, for beating the Lion King. Never got past the elephant graveyard, dude. It's hard. Um, yeah, we 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 uh, made acquaintance with this uh, Lovecraft person and his dog on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. We can't forget the dog cat. name. Cat. Was it a cat? Sorry, you're right. Wait, um, was it? Yeah. I think it was a cat. I think you're right. N-word man. <laughs> N-word cat. man. The cat. Uh, yes, beating the Lion King game at age 22 on a PC port is one of my uh, life achievements. Jacob says, happy birthday. Thank you. We'll close out with some Phil chats here. Phil says, the that Somalian in the UK was just doing the job that the British won't do. There's a certain poetic justice to an open borders cuck being redacted by an invader he helped let into the country. Whew. That's a spicy one. I don't know what that guy, I don't know what his policy on immigration, or I have no idea. So... These are the Susan. These are the thoughts of Phil, which I disavow. Phil also says that. Oh, Phil, that one went through twice. So if you want me to uh, take care of that for you, send you a refund. Just send me an email as always. Uh, lastly. Oh, there's a couple more from Phil. Demora Smith. <laughs> God, Demora Smith's lips. Here's the setup. Demora Smith's lips are so big that if he rode <laughs> a motorcycle without a helmet, they would club him unconscious. Gruden should have stood his ground. <laughs> this constant begging for mercy is weak sauce. Ugh. That one was, that was, that was dicey, Ugh. but uh, you know, judge, judge for yourself. Phil also says Amazon said recently that in order to be more inclusive, their new Lord of the Rings show is going to have orcs playing elven characters. That's a real shame that they have chosen to destroy such a beloved story, but that's what happens when you lose the culture war. Are they actually doing that? That's a real thing. I don't know. I Orc don't know integration <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Why? It could be. I, c I could definitely see that as real. Anyway, thank you, Phil, and uh, all the rest of the chatters. We will come back to the um, rest of you. I'll have to just circle back with you. Toward the end of the show. And we'll hop back into the news. What, what do we have first here? Um, oh, the, uh, the Joe Rogan uh, Sanjay Gupta segment. I don't want to talk a whole bunch about it. And I also, I don't know about you, you'll probably be mad for saying, but I also don't want to totally shit on Sanjay Gupta, at least to the extent that he showed up to have the conversation, which mm. may be a low bar, but these days I have to at least give some credit on that front. Do you disagree? Uh, I was just trying to gear up some racial slur about you shitting on him and him shitting in the streets, but it's not coming to me. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's just right there. No, that one just... was still that was still pretty good. Um, that that's that's plenty good uh, comedic relief for our purposes. Thank you. I don't hate Sanjay Gupta. I mean, I think that he's just kind of a, a mouthpiece pussy 
for CNN. Do I do I think he's like a real legitimate doctor? No, that's kind of <laughs> how this episode played out, at least with respect to the ivermectin portion of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to I'm of course, I'm dissatisfied with a lot of what Gupta said. And full disclosure, I've not listened to the episode in full. I've tried to get through it. I'll probably go back and finish it off. But I, I really wanted to focus in on this ivermectin portion of it because I think it's it's probably the most important piece. Yeah. Um, and but I will credit Gupta for at least showing up and he wrote a whole piece in CNN about why he decided to do it. Part It reads in part, many friends cautioned me against accepting Joe's invitation. There's little room for reasonable conversations anymore. One person told me, <laughs> I guess a small part of me thought I might change Joe Rogan's mind about vaccines. After this last <laughs> exchange, I realized it was probably futile. Truth is, though, I'm still glad I did it. My three hour long conversation wasn't just with Rogan. If just a few of his listeners were convinced, it will have been well worth it. And I can acknowledge his willingness to have an unscripted conversation like this. Um, but I thought Gupta's position on on CNN lying about Joe Rogan taking ivermectin and it being a livestock medication was was particularly dishonest. Not yeah, not just in the way that he said it uh, on the on the show itself, but it, when he went to Don Lemon afterwards and just went back on everything he had to say. So. Rogan asked Gupta about what he thinks about CNN saying that Joe is taking a horse dewormer and a livestock medicine, that being ivermectin, even though, of course, Joe received um, that drug, the form of the drug that is for humans, and it was prescribed by a doctor. And Gupta conceded that CNN should not be doing that. And he said he doesn't know why they are doing that. Well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs from it, veterinary. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network. Do so you think that to, that's a problem? That your news network it was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't. Dude, I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human. Pill because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously, you got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably, you know, I think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world. Um, Diva Fry did an excellent breakdown of this. So like the, the way Sanjay Gupta deflected so that he didn't have to shit on CNN was. Yeah, uh, transparent, but for for the average person, it would have gone over their head. Uh, how so? What do you mean? Or what did he? He mean? was just well. Later in the conversation, um, Sanjay Gupta is like, "Did you hear what the FDA said about ivermectin?" Yes. And and then in in that way, he just didn't have to. He he was able to point out something that somebody else said, so he didn't have to address his own. Uh, you know what he had done on on CNN. Which is exactly what he did with Don Lemon. He referenced that tweet, which I want to talk about after we listen to this Don Lemon uh, segment here. But the FDA put out this tweet. You're not a horse. You're not a cow. Seriously, y'all. Stop it. And it's got 117,000 likes. Anyway, so. Did you know that 90% of veterinary um, medications are just repurposed human medications? Well, yeah, we act like there's this distinct box as though mammals don't share a lot of biological properties as though if you give a horse an aspirin dose, it probably doesn't have pain relief effects similar no, to that. Of humans. That's why every time your dog has an allergic reaction, which, you know, cause you have a freak show dog with like ear problems. Your, your vet is like, give them a Benadryl. 
Uh, yeah, well, I haven't been told that, but I could believe that. Yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah. They we act like there's Caesar this box. All the time. Yeah, like human medicines are this. Animal medicines are this. And there's no overlap. People get mad. It's like, what is the reason that people sometimes buy veterinary dosages of drugs? It's because of all the regulatory crap that's involved yeah. with getting the human yeah. dosages. That's why. Yep. But anyway, um, it, it got a lot worse when it I think you can critique what Sanjay Gupta said there and kind of not being fully willing to to say that at least forcefully CNN shouldn't be doing this. It's it's nonsense. I guess he did say that. I can give him credit for that. They shouldn't do that. That's bad. But he goes on Don Lemon within the next couple nights and and just goes uh, all the way back on that, because Don Lemon, if Joe Rogan debunked uh, the idea that ivermectin is specifically some sort of livestock medication, Don Lemon rebunked it with Sanjay Gupta. He just repeated the same thing and said, well, uh, it is used for horses, so that's not a lie. And Sanjay Gupta just nods along and agrees with it. Here's what that segment sounded like. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. And it is not approved for COVID, correct? That's right. That's correct. It, it, it is not approved for COVID. And the FDA even put out a, a statement saying, you know, basically reminding people it was a strange sort of message from the FDA, but that said, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, stop taking this stuff. It's been used for a parasitic disease for something, it's called river blindness, and it's been very effective for that. But, you know, just because it works for one thing doesn't mean it works for something else. Right. When Joe got sick, he took ivermectin. He also took monoclonal antibodies. It's very likely it was the monoclonal antibodies that made him feel better so quickly. We don't we don't know that. And it doesn't really matter. Doctors prescribe things off label all the time for yeah. a variety of reasons. When they had to induce me, they give me a drug that they give to women to, to have abortions. It's called Cytotec. Hmm. It was just an off-label use of it uh, for sure. induction methods. Doctors do it all the time. They do it every single day. What so is the problem with this? It would be just as valid to say that you abused an abortion drug. That yeah. would be, or uh, would you call water a drowning agent? <laughs> it, it, it's it commonly is. used to drown people. <laughs> would you call oxygen a flame fuel? Yeah. Well, it does feed flames. That doesn't mean that people who are drinking water or breathing air are doing something nefarious or doing yeah. something unwise. Yeah. Uh, and if it is like against Gupta references this, uh, this FDA tweet as though it's an authority. But if it is this simple, like, hey, this drug's not for humans. Why is it? Why is it consumed in dosages by the billions for humans for a variety of reasons? Now, not for coronavirus, like you mentioned, but. As, as though drugs are never used for other purposes than those for which the FDA approves them. You're and right. and as though the FDA is the ultimate authority on what works for what. If the FDA says it doesn't work for this, then it doesn't. That's that. And you shouldn't be at liberty to try it out if you think it might work. Um, but uh, but one thing I find fascinating about this, going back to the original Rogan controversy back in September, where he said, I you know, I took these. I took uh, ivermectin. I took the monoclonal antibodies in a real pandemic. Shouldn't we be looking at a guy who's he's not of advanced age, but he's what? Mid fifties got mm -hmm. coronavirus, got over it and tested negative within inside of five days. I think that Sh is crazy. Shouldn't we be looking and say, what did he do? How did he do that in a real pandemic yeah. where we're all desperate for survival? That's what we do. Wow. What did that guy do? Let's look at that. Instead, it's he didn't do it the right way. He didn't do yeah. it the way I wanted him to. 
another tip that this is not the threat that's being advertised to be. But the other thing I wanted, the other reason I thought that this was so important, not just because of the lies about the specific drug, but it just goes to show how malleable, how moldable a so-called expert is. Here is an expert who's put an expert, as we've deemed them, who's put in a high pressure situation that I can sympathize with going on to Joe Rogan's show with that large of an audience and facing some degree of hostility is too strong of a word, but someone who's antagonistic Mm. to you, that's a high pressure situation. And I think, I think he did a good job of defending his perspective. I don't agree with it, but you know, that's, I, I, I can respect the difficulty of doing that. The point is though, that when he's there and Joe kind of nudges him to concede a point that it was wrong for CNN to say, this is a horse dewormer. He does that. The pressure of that situation kind of gets to him and he says, yeah, you're right. It was wrong to, uh, to call this a horse dewormer. He goes on Don Lemon's show and the pressure is put in the other direction and he totally goes back on it. Um, CNN's writing his checks. That's one obvious influence. But don't discount just the political or social pressure of just trying to fit into whatever your professional environment is. Point is, the science is not what what guided this guy through this entire exchange. It's just various forces of power that are acting on him and his expert opinion, not just changes from set to set, but does a 180. Right, right. So what can you expect? I mean, it's his job. And he well, clearly wants to be famous. He's constantly making the media rounds. Yeah. So. Whenever you hear things like, oh, 99% of doctors agree about this. Well, 99% of doctors are also being paid by certain powerful interests, right? Mm-hmm. And 99% of doctors have powerful forces in play on them like Sanjay Gupta does. I don't and even think ph- that means they're bad companies, people. Not just media. Yeah, it's like. No, but it means they're weak at a minimum. Well, it, it, in the same way that uh, the, the blue collar worker is having his family's livelihood threatened to get to take this vaccine and, and do all these things, jump through all these hoops that they're telling him th- these doctors are people with families and, and people to care for and responsibilities too. I, I just, just it goes to sh- the, the expert opinion is not immune to pressure when applied. And this is uh, an important of example not. of that. Uh, or pride or ego. Look at Fauci with his pra- his own prayer candles in the yeah. back of the, the shot. What an asshole. Yeah, I, I saw I didn't listen to the clip, but I saw Fauci has given vaccinated people permission to gather on the holidays this year. You have oh, the official. Thank you. Fauci blessing nice to see your family at Thanksgiving. I do have Where's a the justice. He's like 85. When's he going to die? <laughs> he died. He's like Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton. He died years ago. But those blended babies, uh, they do wonders for the undead. That's true. The I do have a small piece of, I would say, mild encouragement. The headlines made this sound better to me than it is, but I still think it's a point for freedom rather than the coercion and the force of the vaccine mandate. So Delta Airlines is standing strong in not enforcing Biden's vaccine mandate. I know. Asked on uh, CNBC this week why Delta remains the last U.S. airline not to mandate its employees to get the vaccine. The CEO says while he believes in the vaccine, uh, he thinks force and threatening people's jobs is divisive and counterproductive. You are the last U.S. carrier holding out on uh, the vaccine mandate for your employees. 
Tell me why. Well, the reason the mandate was put in by the president, I believe, was because they wanted to make sure companies had a plan to get their employees vaccinated. Uh, a month before the president came out with the, the mandate, we'd already announced our plan to get all of our people vaccinated. By the time we're done, we'll be pretty close to fully vaccinated as a company without going through all the divisiveness of a mandate. You know, we're proving that you can work collaboratively with your people, trusting your people to make the right decisions, respecting their decisions, and not you know, forcing them over the loss of their jobs. And to his point, the results are about the same. Delta says they have 90% of their workforce vaccinated. Um, it's pretty similar to the other airlines. It's just they haven't fired anybody. And they didn't anybody. threaten them with firing. Yeah. The reason I say I'm not as encouraged is because, to me, a perfect world would be him saying, this is a matter of personal choice. I'm not trying to direct our employees in any direction either way. And whatever they decide is up to them to do. That'd be perfect. But this is still certainly better than the status quo, so... I guess so. Why does it have to be the worst airline, you know? I don't know. I, I've had a generally good experience with Delta, to be honest. Oh, it's, uh, God. My, remember that whole Colorado Springs to Spokane situation where I like, oh, yeah. could not get home? That was Delta. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's one of the, the major it's one of the, the major airlines out of this airport, although we've had more airlines coming in. Uh, but Still most of the time for that I, refund from July, I'm never going to get it. Oh my God. Yeah. M- most of my flying experience is Delta and most of the time it's fine. They've never lost my luggage and the delays have been pretty minimal and that sort of stuff. But ironically, I love flying Southwest, but hmm. why are we even talking about this? The days of going places are over. I know I don't, well, I don't fly much anymore, even for reasons independent of this. But anyway, uh, I have, <laughs> don't get too encouraged. If you found any encouragement there, because I have another massive piece of discouragement. A few weeks ago, we saw that case of that mother who had her custody or visitation rights allegedly, um, or not allegedly, they were taken away briefly by this Chicago judge who then backed down and recused himself from the case. But we have another case where a parent's uh, visitation rights are being taken away for being unvaccinated. So... Uh, this is a Manhattan judge who has suspended a Long Island's a Long Island father's visitation with his three year old daughter unless he gets vaccinated or submits to weekly testing. And get a load of this quote from the judge's decision, quote, the dangers of voluntarily remaining unvaccinated during access with a child while the covid-19 virus remains a threat to children's health and safety cannot be understated. They definitely can be understated. They should be understated relative yeah. to. <laughs> Yikes. What's this judge's name? Do you know? uh, It is Cooper, I think. Matthew Cooper. Hmm. Yeah, Matthew Cooper. Okay. So it would it would actually be more sensible for him to say uh, the dangers of allowing, you know, uh, custody of this child in the presence of people not vaccinated for the flu. That would be more sensible, statistically speaking. (sighs) This is very upsetting for the children, Susan. Don't get me wrong. Let's be statistically accurate. But um, well, I'll say what I said last time. This is just should just be an incentive for people to uh, stay married. Yeah, I guess maybe you don't have that problem. Um, but the mom is against the dad in this case, and you never know how bad the dad has been wrecked. Although, in fairness, I'll get to the dad sounds like he has a few problems that are relevant. But the judge continues. Unfortunately, and to my mind, incomprehensibly, a sizable minority seizing upon misinformation, conspiracy theories and muddled notions of Individual liberty in scare quotes have refused all uh, entreaties. Am I getting that word right? That's a weird one. Anyway, to be vaccinated. 
argued the this is a high profile judge who handled several celebrity cases. But if you ask me, any end of any any United States judge, whatever jurisdiction who puts individual liberties in scare quotes, that is a person yeah. who should be tarred and feathered. And uh, of course, I mean, metaphorically at the ballot box or by whatever political measures of um, removal from office are relevant in the jurisdiction of this particular judge. Mm-hmm. Politically, Susan. Now, I did mention that the dad appears to have some problems. The The father's visitation with his daughter has been under the supervision of his mother. So I guess the grandma of the child due to dad's, quote, history of substance abuse and untreated mental health issues. So this dad might genuinely have some problems. I don't want to yeah, act unrelated, like unrelated, though, unrelated. But, and even if that's true, it's funny to think about. So <laughs> as far as I understand, the judge is saying, uh, yeah, drug abuse. Fine. Just don't go near your kid without the shot. I don't care if you're shooting heroin. Just shoot the vaccine along with it. Oh, God. I believe is the perspective here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this this Kamala Harris child actor story. How bizarre. Was, uh, How bizarre was, was funny. Uh, Kamala Harris and, and YouTube took a lot of heat this week for running a highly produced segment with NASA supposedly bringing a bunch of science interested kids to the white house to interview Kamala Harris, who of course serves as not just the vice president, but also as the chairwoman of the national space council, which um, sounds discouraging. But then I thought maybe that increases the likelihood of a merciful asteroid hitting us soon and ending, (laughs) ending it all. If Kamala Harris is in charge of space, we might be in better shape than I thought. (laughs) Kamala brings all these kids to come interview her in this YouTube segment. Uh, This is what it looked like. Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States, but she's also the president of the Senate and the head of the Space Council. You know, one of the most important pieces of advice that I can offer you guys, and I want you to really remember this, never let anybody tell you who you are. You tell them who you are. My mom was a scientist. And blow your superiors. Take us to the lab. (laughs) with her like on the weekends and after school because she had to work long hours and i just love the idea of exploring the unknown you're gonna literally see the craters on the moon with your own eyes whoa oh my gosh i can't believe how close it looks yeah uh she drunk well quite possibly that's always a possibility just be you, says the woman who has been every iteration of herself possible, whatever's necessary to gain power. Don't let yeah. anyone else define you unless you could gain leverage or power if you submit to that molding. Because then not only do it, but, you know, do it under the table, as you alluded to <laughs> or on top of the alluded table. Alluded to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, interesting uh, that her mom was an Indian scientist at UC Berkeley, because I was told in the debates that Kamala was an oppressed uh, black woman with obvious connections to slavery. And that was right before yeah. she implicitly called Joe Biden a racist before signing up to be vice racist because nobody tells her what to do, even though she got right right in line for that one. Um, but you'll be shocked to learn. Are these kids science prodigies from around the country no every single one of them is a uh is a child actor and actually very open about it that's one thing i can say it's not like this was a great scandal that was uncovered it's kind of all in plain sight uh trevor bernardino is a 13 year old actor from monterey california and he spoke with local news about auditioning for this role and working with his agent 
to uh, to get the booking. So good for Trevor. The special features five teens from across the country, including our very own Central Coast Backyard. Hi, my name is Trevor, and I'm from Monterey, California. The teens are actors who audition for their spots. Trevor Bernardino is a freshman at York School in Monterey and a space enthusiast. He says he had to send in a monologue of him talking about something he's passionate about and three questions he would ask a world leader. The next step, he had to interview the director of the production. And then after that, like a week later, my agent called me and he's like, hey Trevor, you booked it. The most exciting part was definitely meeting Vice President Harris. There's nothing that can top that, like honestly. She just sat us down, she, she's super charismatic, she's everything that I ever thought of her, plus more. She made me feel like one of her peers, and at the time I felt super important. I was talking to her face to face. Oh God, God, if you grant me with more children, please let my, my son not be a homosexual. <laughs> I'd be so disappointed. I'm just watching this like, oh no. His parents are probably super jazzed about it though. Well, that kid may be a good actor, but nobody believes that Kamala Harris was charismatic. A good attempt at acting, <laughs> but nobody buys that. Okay, I felt so special. And how do you possibly praise her for her authenticity with open acknowledgement? This was a, if not scripted, a quasi-scripted event. And it's yeah. at least partial. You can go in the YouTube video. By the way, one of the encouraging factors of this, massively downvoted. Uh, oh, good. Vice good. President Kamala Harris and an astronaut. What a day. Get curious with uh, Vice President Harris. 2.6 thousand upvotes, 25,000 down. And you can't even make a good joke in the comment section because it's huh. closed off. So but but you, obviously you go to the end of this, you look in the credits. There's credits for writing. So it's like, OK, well, who wrote right. it? And how is this kid praising authenticity when you have writers on staff? And for the record, they're all child actors, not just that kid. The, that kid's uh, dad says to the Washington Examiner here, all five of them are actors. <laughs> and about Trevor, he's a child actor. He's been trying to do this type of thing for a while. And so he has a manager and an agent in L.A. and they send him castings. That's what Trevor's well, dad said. I guess they weren't trying to hide it at all. No, not really. Uh, but it is it is yet another showcase in how YouTube has absolutely no concept of its own audience and no idea what people actually like. I mentioned I mentioned the rate, uh, the ratio, but this is not just a video from the White House on YouTube. This is part of YouTube originals. This is part of their original production, the productions that they're trying to use to promote YouTube premium and the rest of their subscription services. This is supposed to be like their version of Netflix or their version of Hulu. This is supposed to be broadly appealing content that people want to pay money to consume or at least inspire them to do so. And it yeah. is massively unpopular. Like, who, <laughs> Get Kamala Harris to talk to child actors about who's the demographic for the. For yeah, the I don't viewer. know who the hell enjoys this. Anyway, uh, anything else before we talk a little hoax hate? No, I mean, I guess I should have been more charitable because they, they, they weren't trying to hide this at all. Uh, no, no, it's it's not like some scandal that was uncovered. But how charitable can you be when you can look at this on paper and think that's not going to be popular? That's going to really fail hard. You could have known that. They ahead don't of care time. about popularity or I guess money. I guess if it's just propaganda. <sighs> anyway, uh, time for a little hoax hate. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? 
did you look at this story ahead of time? Yeah. Okay. Dang it. I was, I was hoping maybe I could show it to you fresh because, well, I can at least have this experience with the audience. I'm not going to give you any introduction. I want you to just listen to this news story and try to understand it and see if you can. A racist incident forced a Long Island theater to cancel a performance over the weekend. It happened after Sunday's 2 p.m. performance of Smokey Joe's Cafe at the John W. Engelman Theater in Northport. One of the cast members was walking outside the theater when someone yelled a racial slur. Unclear whether that person was in the theater previously or just walking down the street. The cast member reported it to the theater officials who then canceled the 7 p.m. performance. The crime was reported to the police, but the victim did not want to file a report. It's disgusting thing to, to happen. Um, it's a disgrace and that even took place. And, um, you know, and the thing that's uh, so odd is this, I've, I've been, we've been here 15 years with the theater and we never had anything like this. This is the first time anything's occurred like this. Okay. Okay. So somebody that may or may not have been in the theater, I'm going to assume this person's black, got yelled at an N-word or something, got an M-bomb thrown at them. And then they were like, oh, someone just called me the N-word. And then they didn't do anything about it. And then they shut the theater down for the Sort night. of. The, the person who was allegedly, we don't even know if it was the N-word. Just a racial slur. Though, to your point, I think it's a majority black cast in this play in Long Island. The person who yelled the slur has, well, number one, we don't even know who they are. Number two, uh, they have no known relationship to the play or the theater. The allegation is... I'm in the play, an actor, and I was walking to the hotel where we're staying and some guy said a racial slur to me. And I found that to be so traumatizing that we had the theater act in the play. Ah. The the production was canceled last Sunday because someone out on the street in an unrelated setting supposedly called this guy a slur. One would infer the N word and (laughs) You'll notice the piece refers to it as a crime. I mean, call it tasteful or not. That's not a crime. Is it though? This is just lazy black person stuff. They just didn't want to work. <laughs> well, you you wonder why would this be faked? The, the, the play has since come back. This happened last weekend. They had to, the play came back triumphantly and defiantly on Wednesday night. And uh, surprise, surprise, they sold out 100% of their tickets. Now, mm. you might think, well, they sacrificed a show. Yeah, but what do you think does better? for this obscure Long Island small town play. Uh, One sold out night in which you have a bunch of publicity or your normal run of the play in which, I don't know, 10 people per night show up. Nobody likes local theater, right? Uh, No, not even the people who pretend to in the enlightened Northeast and on Long Island. That's true. Those theaters are always just filled with people from the cast, like people trying to bang people from the cast <laughs> or, or their family you know, members. Every, yeah. Everybody's mom is watching yeah. the play, <laughs> everybody's mom, that's which those might be the same people. Actually, the moms <laughs> trying to bang the other members of the cast. Okay. And then cross over here. All Multiple right. hats worn. <laughs> As you often say, if true, don't care. Yeah. Don't it's like, a imagine a situation in which, uh, let's say that there is a football game. And one of the players is out on the street the night before. And someone says, hey, you guy who plays for the other team, you're an N-word. I have to imagine that something like players get heckled all the time. Mm. That's kind of part of sports ritual. Uh, Would you cancel the whole game? Would you cancel the work of all the players and all the staff? And because someone was allegedly called a word on some night outing or during wherever he was, it's totally unrelated to the play. I don't if someone was in the play. 
shouting, you're an N-word. Like you just escort that guy out and you probably yeah. wouldn't cancel the whole play. Well, they would. I guess that's winning. That's courage. Uh, this uh, I'll be real quick here. There was a there was graffiti in um, in Sacramento, uh, alleged vandalism of a Black Lives Matter mural. And it's being investigated as a possible bias or hate crime. Now, if you look at this alleged vandalism, you'll see that it uh, it says Black Lives Matter. And um, and yeah, and someone just threw some black paint and yellow paint, just big blotches on this mural. And you police don't have uh, uh, they don't have a suspect. They don't have a suspect and they don't have a suspected motive either. But they confirm that they're investigating this incident as a bias or hate crime. And so you wonder, well, how did they get hate crime out of that? Other than it's a Black Lives Matter mural. I guess that's untouchable or whatever. But you scroll down and uh, to what they where where. uh, Oh, here it is. Yeah, you scroll down here. The mural was splashed with black and yellow paint. Colors that have been used by the Proud Boys, a far right extremist organization. Councilwoman, Councilwoman Katie Valenzuela, who represents the area, said in a Facebook post that the choice of colors and target suggests that it may have been a, quote, bias related event. So first it was frogs. Now you can't do certain color combinations. There are hate color combinations. Proud Boys have claimed Black. I thought black and yellow was a narco capitalist. Wasn't that kind of the. I don't know. The FBI definitely needs to get involved. Yeah, clearly. We have to investigate what shade of yellow, what shade of black, how much hate is uh, implied by the vibrance of each tone. What a world. Anyway, okay, it, it's that time. Uh, it's time to talk movie review. And um, based on your teaser, I am indeed excited to discuss it. If I can get the sounder here, here we go. In a world of movie references flying over his head, <laughs> one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Well, this week's movie is a uh, obviously a blonde favorite. The 1999 Kevin Smith comedy Dogma, in which two fallen angels discover a loophole to try to return to heaven and a divorcee abortionist is tasked with stopping them from undoing all of existence in the process. Our movie picker, Mad Murdoch says, I really want to hear blonde's opinion of this movie. I like all of Kevin Smith's movies and this one has a star studded cast. There's an unusually high amount of A-list movie stars and comedians in this movie. It's an enjoyable movie that is mostly good comedy based in very real and relevant moral issues, such as abortion and Catholicism without further ado. Your reasons for hate, I presume. Oh God. Okay. Where where do I even fucking start? This was this was just trash. This movie was trash. Can I get it give it zero wikis? Can I do that? <laughs> there is no way it's sub Blade Runner. No such thing as achievable. <laughs> you're telling you're telling me that you liked Dogma more than Blade Runner? Uh, exponentially. Oh. But we'll get oh to that. Oh my god, I'm yeah. gonna burn your house down. Okay. <laughs> the greatest blasphemy. I know that I'm Catholic and I don't want people to think like, oh, she can't take a little roast of Catholicism. Like I I I like to bash the Catholic Church as much as the next person. Like I can handle it. My thing about this, the greatest blasphemy of this entire film was that it was not funny. It was what? not funny. I okay. I, I was just okay. I was like, oh, like like BJ jokes and and shit monsters are like this movie is a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. <laughs> Aside from that, a few things that I just I just hated about this: the constant explanations of what was going on. 
it was like um somebody it wasn't like the the script was being acted out it was like somebody was reading the script to me about like who's this character and who's this character and why should i give a shit about them and why should i give a shit there were too many fucking characters so many characters that i didn't care about any of them um and i found all of this dialogue insulting to the audience i thought it was masturbatory it was tedious this movie was too fucking long it was two hours and eight minutes too long um next i knew you were gonna you probably hated this stuff too but i i hated the subtle race and gender stuff i hated the entire 13th apostle thing fucking hated it and then i felt like um like they kind of threw me a bone with this oh woman that can't be fulfilled because she's infertile is blessed by by fertility and so it comes full circle blah fucking blah but there's a feminist narrative because alanis morissette is god (laughs) yeah i could see i could see that Uh, god is a nitwit woman although i know that you know god's not a woman whatever um yeah i think that that's probably the the breadth of of why i hated it but the real thing was that i just didn't think it was funny and if you're going to hmm. tackle this kind of subject matter um like really dense subject matter uh especially with a cast like this like you you've got to be funny it was just too much slapstick stuff and i thought it lacked substance and then it was derailed with the the wide cast of characters none of which i gave a fuck about uh, i just i just i hated it I hated it. I thought mm. it was a garbage fire. One out of five well, wikis hated it. I certainly think it's funny, but my some of my some of my knocks are on some of the comedy misses. So I will okay. get to that. It was not comedy perfection, but I certainly think it was plenty funny. Um, this and in many ways, this movie was really enjoyable to me for the type of movie that it is, which is a movie that going in, I, I thought, oh boy. I'm in for some like nihilist nod to atheism and I'm going to hate this. And by the end, I thought, oh, my God, like that. That is not the point of this movie at all. This actually is a real exploration of of what provides purpose and what constitutes the reality of the world that we live in and what happens if we try to undo or defy that reality. By the end, I actually found the lessons of this movie to be really aligned with with the way I view the world. The ideas versus beliefs thing. I I knew you would like that. Um, So what I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I what the things I loved about this this movie, I think it's just I thought it was it's difficult to achieve insightful commentary on on big philosophical and moral questions and do it while being funny. Now, being funny is subjective. I'll, I appreciated most of this movie's comedy, though. I understand why some might not. But as far as some of these uh, moral questions, philosophical questions, the, the fundamental premise of the movie, don't try to undermine the natural order of the world. You start undoing the premise in this case that God is infallible or that we live in a world that has natural order to it, natural law. If you start defying that, you're going to have a bad time. And I thought um, Alan Rickman's speech at the Mexican restaurant to that effect was was really good. I really enjoyed I that I love scene. Alan Rickman, too. Was, uh, okay. You mentioned this, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention it as something I appreciated. It was a woman who was fulfilled by her motherly instinct. She's this divorcee who thinks she's supposed to be living the dream of providing women with their ultimate freedom of killing their children. And she has no purpose, no, no appreciation for life. And in the end, she's liberated by pregnancy. She's supposed to be a free woman. Yeah, but she didn't repent. Eh, I could I could see why you might not like that. Alanis Morissette's like, oh, you've killed a bunch of babies. Here's a baby. I was like, what is this? What's happening? But still broad themes about what actually brings women and not just women, but people in general build family, build a purpose greater than you. I thought those messages 
were were uh, important and well received for me by the end. The, the scene in the boardroom I loved where they're going through the moral failings of every single right. person. That was and, funny. Okay. And there's a quote. Do you know what makes a person decent? Fear. And it was a callback to me to a caller that we had on the show a few weeks ago who said a quote very similar. He said something to the effect of fear is the a fear of God is the basis for wisdom. And if you remember, I, I kind of didn't really get that. And I asked him some questions about that because it seems to me like, well, to be wise, we should inquire freely. We shouldn't be afraid of things. We should. That, that just seemed counterintuitive to me. This scene really illustrated the point that I think was being made, which is that fear in this context represents accountability. When we as humans believe that we're highest on the pecking order, we're highest on the stack. There's nobody above us to hold us accountable. When we think nobody's watching or it wouldn't matter if nobody's watching, we do terrible things. And that's what everybody in that boardroom was doing. And it's what they were going through one by. These are all the things you did when you thought nobody was looking and you're a piece of shit. That's antithetical yeah. to everything you believe, though, because I I believe that if you thought no one was watching you, you still would do the right thing in the that's absence. What I, that's of, what I mean. But oh, that's okay. that's what fear in this context means. And that's what I misunderstood is there's got to be a fear of accountability that holds you to moral principle, even when there's nobody there to do it. Not for you, though, as an individual, you still would do the right thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because because I, I believe in a fundamental moral truth that I shouldn't violate, even if there's no person to but hold it's not me accountable a fear based. It's not a fear based decision in your life. The, well, fear is sort of an odd choice of words. That's why the caller sort of threw me for a loop. I've never thought of that as a fear based uh, dynamic. But really, I mean, it, you could characterize it that way. There there is a moral truth to the world that I care about respecting and I, I, I fear violating. You could put it that way. I think that they they mean fear in the in the biblical sense, mm. in that uh, I th when when we talk about fear in the Bible, I think that they mean more uh, a reverence or a respect. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever the intent that that was a scene that I think clarified that concept a little bit more for me, and I appreciated that. Then it was just funny, um, and some of the joke I, I did think the movie was funny, uh, but you know I, I like a lot of I like big concepts explored through lowbrow comedy. And that's kind of what idiocracy was though. I will say that I, th this is not a five wiki movie. I think idiocracy was a true five wiki. What'd you give it? But, um, well, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, but, uh, I, <laughs> when Jay and silent Bob first show up the line about, uh, we figure abortion clinics are a great place to meet loose women. There were some great lines in there. The scene, uh, Chris rock. I agree. I, I was not a big fan of his character. Um, but right. the line where he reveals, you know, Jay's private thoughts and, and his habits, uh, some of that stuff was that funny. Was funny. Um, I, there were jokes that really landed for me throughout this. And, and I appreciated that said, um, the things I didn't like, you mentioned the annoying race baiting that that whole narrative about I was the 13th apostle, but I was black. So I got kicked out and Jesus was a black guy, but you whitewashed all of it. It was like. I mean, first of all, it wasn't funny. And second of all, it's not it's not really true, at least in the context. It's just pursuant to this narrative that black people have forever been oppressed. And it's not really even that debate's not really relevant to the bigger themes that this movie is addressing. So I hated all of that. <clears throat> and then I, I, I have to acknowledge the shit demon. OK, that that was literal crap that I don't okay. know. That wasn't funny. And the effects were garbage and they didn't even have the decency to show the fight. They did that stupid bit where everyone's like, huh? What? Oh, reacting to it. You set okay, it up good. with an armed gang about to shoot a monster made of shit. And then you didn't even have the decency to show the fight. I gather that 
the shittiness of the effects and the combat was sort of supposed to be part of the comedy. But uh, that really didn't land for me. Okay, good. Because I was watching that and I was thinking, I bet Sky hates this. Uh, okay. In general, even though I like lowbrow humor, there's something about like poop jokes. That, it's just too, it's too funny. I don't know. Generally, they're not for me. Like even all the, the Jay and Silent Bob, like, oh, are you going to fuck me? Uh, like even that, I was like, <laughs> all right, fine. But like once it got to like shit humor, I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like George I, I, Carlin too. This was just such an epic fail. Hmm. Well, I gave it a four. I gave it a solid four, and I I really did appreciate it. What did you give Blade Runner? Mmm! Pretty good! Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I gave Blade Runner a one, and if I made a zero sounder for it, I would have given it a zero. And I watched it twice. (laughs) Let's see what the uh, audience is thinking. Give it a quick refresh here. I did see before the show... It was somewhat polarizing. Oh, maybe not. People, the early vote, people are mostly aligned with me. Four is leading. But I did see some very early vote. A lot of people were giving it a one. There's between one and two in the early vote. There's a quarter of people giving it a one or a two. And that's a pretty high percentage of the movies that we've seen so far. So. Because it was trash. You're not totally alone. I could And I could see how this movie would be a little bit polarizing. Did you think that I was going to like it? I honestly didn't know what to expect because I thought... The themes that I was getting at, particularly about sort of a woman um, redeemed or restored through pregnancy, I thought you might appreciate some of that. Then again, um, I didn't I'm not Catholic, so it's hard for me to judge how offensive this might be to a person of Catholic faith. I I just didn't know where you would line up on like the, the sort of. I didn't consider well, it an anti-Catholic about- movie, but I could see how someone who's of strict Catholic faith wouldn't like it. I, I, I'm not really a strict Catholic faith. Um, it did tap into the mentality of the lapsed Catholic. Hmm. I'll give it that. And and I appreciated that. No, my real problem with her redemption arc was that there was no repentance. It, it just was driving me crazy. It's like God is, would never just give you this life in the absence of repentance. She she made all the wrong moves, but was rewarded, basically. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck this chick. Like, you can't have a kid, so you start doing abortions? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I hated everything about this. I, I hated it so much. That's I, I'm a little surprised by the total negativity. I thought you'd find a little bit of something in there. But, fair enough. Uh, the next week, the, the audience has, for the first time, vetoed the list doesn't mean yeah. the list goes away forever. But for the next week, it was the first random IMDb top-rated selection, and it was The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the 1966 Solid. Clint Eastwood classic, which uh, is a movie I've never seen and fully admit I need to see that movie. So uh, I have I'm seen excited. it. It's been a long time. Though. Yeah, time. I look forward to that. And uh, after that, the nominees remain the same because, of course, Mad Murdoch's list survives for all of uh, October before we refresh it in November. But uh, the nominees remain, if you do want to see the movies he's nominated, get in there and vote. The nominees remain The Goonies, Mallrats, Alita, Battle Angel, Star Trek, or Ready Player One. And the early vote that I saw, ooh, a wild card had taken a solid lead early. The Goonies. People are looking ah. at The Goonies for the next one. So Team Goonies is trying to get that one in before the list goes away. So if you are part of that team, or if you definitely don't want to watch the goonies or hear us talk about the goonies get in there and vote and as a as a reminder wild the card yeah i get are you not a goonies person 
Man, I, I've seen it like a thousand times and remember nothing about it. It's been like hmm. 25 years since I've seen it. Well, a reminder, the one place you can exercise that influence over what movies we're watching and you can read my movie reviews and comment on how wrong I am and uh, submit your own movie rating. And of course, sign up for the chance to be the movie uh, nominator for the month. That's in my weekly movie review column. It's linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And that'll do it. That's a show. Catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. Wow. We have so many super chats. All right. Well, we better hustle up then. Um, okay. Disturbed 2K7. Sup, gay bobs. Uh, blonde looking stunning <laughs> as always. Matt, don't think we didn't notice either, you handsome devil. I'm going to let you guys oh. uh, continue your show now. Uh, okay. Bye bye. Love you. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Black Magic, your message got deleted. I'm sorry. The- Black Magic has uh, rivaled Phil in uh, Susan Bait in the past. So, so I wonder naughty. what it was. Yeah. The Yag Yag. I'd like it if you guys could keep my mom in your prayers as she's recovering from cancer sur- surgery. Silver lining, though, I'm watching the show live with my dad. Love you guys. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I will pray for her tonight. All the best to your mom and your family. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Eric J. When can we finally say Dems are pro-crime? They hold no one to account for anything and think hugs and handies <laughs> will make someone never murder again. They don't actually think that. They want they they embrace the chaos. They want the murder. Don't you see? Yeah, Don't that would be pro crime if that's the case. It's it's they, getting well, they are pro crime. Yeah, he's right. It's but getting they're not harder naive. to argue. Uh, at least the effect. It's like how how many of these policies are you going to pursue that result in rises in crime before you'll acknowledge the policies are responsible for the rise in crime? Yeah. You see, Walgreens is closing down even more San Francisco stores now because of the theft. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. You, yeah. More industry strip from major American cities. I love it. Uh, Robin D. Banks. J. Stark's death glow is so bright it can be seen from the surface of the mother flipping moon. We need <sighs> Terry A. Davis up here to deal with this. Where's his car at? Yeah, no, the, no, it was just a natural, naturally caused death. There's no glow to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't we all just have a 28 year old friend who weirdly died from a heart attack right after the feds raided him two days ago? I know everyone's, I do. You know, everyone's got that guy in their life. Donde 2K. It was just a heart attack, said lead German officer Hildebrandt von Kleintheimer. Sorry, my computer just did this thing. Did you move your... No, I didn't touch it. I try not to because I know that has weird effects. Uh, Yukon Don, a big donation. Thank you. Congrats, Matt and Peng, too. Did you get hitched a day before your birthday so that you'd be less likely to forget your anniversary? (laughs) And if so, Tippy Stream is still not working. That is a good plan. Is that why you did it? Um, well, Tippy Stream must just be you, Mister uh, Mister Don, because it it's working fine for everybody else, as far as I know. But um, if you want to email me to let me know the specific issue, maybe I can get it ironed out. Secondly, thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate that. We love you. You're very special. And third, as much as I wish I could say that I picked the day for the wedding for some specific purpose, it's just what they had available. So, <laughs> oh, and we thought, oh, that's cool. It's the day before my birthday. Let's go with that. So that's how it that is. That's great for you. You'll never forget. Yeah. And it makes um, for a, a cool, you know, when it falls mostly on a weekend or weekend adjacent, it makes for, you know, a good time with family. So, so it was a good, uh, we had a, we had a nice anniversary dinner last night and we got to watch another ca- couple get engaged at the place that we got married while we were eating dinner. It's like circle oh, of life really? stuff, you know, it was very cool. Were they good looking? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, they were kind All of, right. they were like out on the pond at this particular venue. So they were sort of far away. They weren't uh, those, uh, Bozeman Muslims, right? They were not. No, no. They were dressed nicely. They had, uh, this guy did it like the proper way. He had, 
he had a photographer come out, you know, he had like hired a photographer to come out of the bushes and take photos. And they had um, a server bring out champagne to them. So they they made the engagement like a whole deal, which they uh, sound white. um, (laughs) Well, I, you can, that's the likely demographic (laughs) in this part of the country, regardless. Like a long buck. They should change the name from Washington football team to Washington Brandon. So people can uh, finally legitimately cheer. Let's go Brandon in the city that Brandon lives. Ah, let's go Brandon. Is he from DC? I don't know. That uh, would, they do need a new name, though. It still is the Washington football team. I don't know if you knew that. Redskins was uh, too racist. So for two seasons, they've been the Washington football team. That's so, so unimaginative. Um, Clint, uh, enjoyable movie. But Kevin Smith is a total cunt. Most Mostly paid money to hear you say cunt. We all need more time <laughs> in our lives. Have you seen his other movies? I think this is my first. I've seen Chasing Amy and mall rats hmm. and i'm forgetting one are you generally a fan or do you not it's like fine whatever it's like the kind of movie i would like if i were a 14 year old boy gotcha you know yeah robin d banks matt and i once met love terry davis and brandon were shouting go inside as soon as he went to the back door it was anything but mostly peaceful i hate all of you i hate <laughs> you guys so much that's what Let's they were shouting go, brandon uh, rami in no note thank you vivi I submitted my religious exemption for the mandatory cookies. Pray for me, please. By the way, look up Apologia Studios cookies on YouTube for a good sermon of God and Christ's authority over the state. Hmm. Ah. I know you have to be careful with cookie references these days, so. You do. I never know what people are talking about. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Nick Fuentes started that one, right? Uh, Does it matter? Um, Only answer for this trans bathroom rapist is the end of the movie Hunter Hunter. If you haven't seen it, trust me, it's worth it. Best revenge scene I've seen in a long time. Movie, not the anime. Okay. I have not seen it, but I'll take your word for it. And I love a good, uh, I love a good revenge quest, though. That's not what I'm advocating here, Susan. Of course not. Dallas Elgin said, Elgin, I'm not gay, but Alpha Kenny. (laughs) Ah, one. Body. Oh, body. Yeah. They almost got me there. Close. Banks. Uh, so we got this gr- uh, rapist apologist, DA. Um, rapist apologist, DNA. Uh, can you not say that I in the live chat? Yeah, I don't think you can. Harvey Weinstein, every other male feminist in the Western Hemisphere. Why are there so many rapists on the right side of history? I don't know. I mean, the right <laughs> history, perhaps. I, yeah, that's one way to put it, I guess. Thank you. Uh, synergy says just donating to remind everyone i love this community blonde for referring to the comments she reads them i do and accurate relevant use of the word penultimate thank you very much uh your penultimate meaning second to final second to last second or second to first second to last okay yeah yeah and i'm right about that shame penultimate to murder yeah esoteric unbound the dams are rape culture they are the history of racism in America. They are the party of killing babies in the middle class. And you kids used to support them at the polls. Any reflections? I actually have never voted for a Democrat before. Oh, I have. Yeah. I mean, obviously I have. And I think that's what he's getting at. Do I think that that was intelligent? No. <laughs> yeah. Would I, if I could talk to myself as at age 20 and say everything you believe is a lie and they've duped you. So stop doing that. But um of course we all you know mistakes were made and (laughs) mistakes were made (laughs) listen i i'll own up to those mistakes uh i would i guess it's a better thing to have on my record than like actual criminal but uh you know that's uh 
We all make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You used to buy into that. Well, this is what good people do. They vote to steal other people's money and redistribute it. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's a common position among young people, for better or worse. Um, but yeah, any reflections? I was a dumb, young, unprincipled idiot. That's the reflection. That's okay. We all were. Uh, Slosher, ask your pro-mandate friends, would you eat at a restaurant where the staff would rather get fired than eat the food? Now apply that logic to healthcare workers and the vax. That is, I like it. That's good. Mm. That's useful. Robin D. Banks, this was a hate crime and not made up. The idea I fabricated the whole thing is a fake noose. Sorry for tying up the justice system right now, Jesse Smollett direct, but I like it. Good puns. If Jesse Smollett really leaned into his defense in that way, I'd have a little more respect. So would I. Long Don John, unlike the UK and Loudoun County, if justice is not gained through the legal system, the option of 357 justices available. Of course, (laughs) theoretically, and most importantly, defensively, Susan. What they're referring to, Susan, is that it's a small community of roughly 700 people and 357 would be the necessary majority vote to remove those people from power. Exactly. That's what they're talking about. Freddie Sauce, just hearing Jesse's lawyer's name, didn't he learn anything about how hiring Nigerians is a bad idea? I bet he pays his fees with a check. <laughs> Glad to finally catch this live. Been busy. I know. I told you, he should have gone white with this. I'm I, like, I, at a minimum, Asian, right? That is a, a an important observation that I wish and sh- wish I made myself and should have made. I forgot. He, he has tried hiring Nigerians in the past, and some would say that's the reason we're here now. So, yeah, good good observation. Genubath, isn't it convenient for certain people that push, uh, pushing vax mandates and progressive policy has the has the effect of making right wingers leave the police, military, other important institutions? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. And cynically, you would think that's because they intend to they intend them to be weaponized. But at the same time, um, who are those that are leaving those forces? Are they let's let's put it this way. Are we losing the shellers and the what's her face the the cute little girl who was talking about shooting people who don't go inside of their homes those are the ones who stay who are staying in the military and police you know the it's tinkerbell dyke yeah oh. if that's the case then you know um okay you go ahead and bring that army to whatever confrontation you're trying to create and we'll see yeah. how that goes Lazarus Rex, are you serious about that court date? I just got a summons for jury duty the exact that exact date Ooh. yeah in that cook county be- that would be so awesome. Although, isn't the jury selection, I wonder, is jury selection starting then, or is that when the actual trial starts? I don't know what the process is. But man, oh, if you got selected to be on the Jussie Smollett. He can't talk about it. He'll immediately get kicked off the jury for, for his association with the show. Listen, if Brandon Mitchell can be on the Derek Chauvin jury after wearing his Black Lives Matter shirt. No, they could throw the verdict out. Don't do it, Lazarus Rex. No, you... Ugh. A, a deal's a deal a trade's a trade all right we need our guy this our time guy, our yeah. guy I, 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 we need an actual guy in an actual maga hat eating a subway sandwich on the bench yeah. at jesse smollett's yeah. trial like as a juror just munching totally. down a subway sandwich the whole time that sounds like a job for nick fuentes but he yeah, can't sure. go anywhere he so. can do it uh knuckle hunky buck smollett's trial should be live streamed and the judge should read super chats of ten dollars or more joggers <laughs> Dinger. Let's go, Brent. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that would be a good show. Okay, Pee Pee Poo Poo Man, I have to read this because last oh, week. Oh, God. All right, he's back again. No! What did he do this time? This is somehow worse. I'm not reading this. 
I, I have to check it out as always. If they're so bad that fucking gross, it's the first half isn't that bad, but the the second half is just vile, vile. Boogeyman nine one seven. Happy <laughs> anniversary. Is this the one about loaves? Yeah, read the second. Uh huh. Friendship bread, split roasted, spit roasted. Yeah. Okay. Hold oh, this one's violent. This isn't just gross. This is violent. But oh, oh thank you, Boogeyman. Man. Ugh. Yeah. Boogeyman nine one seven. A happy anniversary. Happy birthday, Matt. Cheers to you as well. One. Hey, thanks. Thank uh, you. Appreciate it. Duh. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, Blonde just mentioned summer camp for young Democrats. That's called jail, Blonde. It was actually a, a summer camp. Um, incompetent hands 30. I know people are going through worse, but the boss says no more headphones at work, but we can have speakers. What? Who's Tyrone actual name going to, f- oh my God, fire me for you guys. Red eyes, quite frankly, are McKinnis. Red um, eyes. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, I would think Gavin and red eyes are higher likelihoods than Frank or us. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, Frank's a gentleman. He dabbles Gavin's, into weird topics, but he's not going to he, he's he's a very fair man. Yeah. Gavin's soft on race. I think red ice is my guess. All right. Gavin is. Ma- <laughs> he totally he, is. Haven't you heard he's the Proud Boys ringleader, white supremacist man? He's, he's always the like, ultimate there's so villain. many Cuban Proud Boys. Let me tell you about all the Cuban. <laughs> Proud. I'm like, shut up, Gavin. Well, uh, you guys are mind. friends. You need to get this resolved. Me? Let's talk about the Cubans, Gavin. I, I, there's nothing I can do to convince Gavin McInnes to be more racist. I think the, <laughs> the battle lines have been drawn here. Um, I All like right. Gavin. All right. My mind. Of course, I, he's seriously speaking one of the most naturally funny dudes. So funny, to listen yeah. to off the cuff. Yeah, fantastic. They really got him though. Like, uh, like the last time I saw him when I interviewed him, he looks he looks tired. Well, he looks I know like he, the government has worn him down. Well, I know I know he was put in the unfortunate position of having to compromise principles to protect his friends or yeah. Yeah. having to make those choices. That's a tough that spot. Sucks. That is a tough spot. And so I understand how that would wear anybody down if that's what happened. And he's getting like credible death threats and stuff. Yeah. Well. Um, welcome to the internet. Yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, my mind got my notice for the force, blah, blah, blah. 16 years I've given to the military and I'm now threatened with a dishonorable discharge because of this authoritarianism. Ugh. I I know that this is difficult for everybody and you have to sacrifice a lot, but I'm on your deathbed. You're going to be happy that you didn't acquiesce. Did we just drop the stream or something? My entire, no, the stream should be good, but oh. my entire um, web browser just like went down and crashed, but now it's back. So, Ooh. Bearded Mountain. The best part of the bow attack, the guy got free from the cops, then went on a shooting rampage, and now the cops have to carry guns. What? Oh, really? They weren't carrying guns, and that's why he. So, I didn't hear that part of it. That prompted the police to carry guns. Now, would you look into this while I keep reading? Yeah. Um, William Gill. It has been many years, but if I remember right, a dishonorable discharge would be equal to felony conviction. I, I do think that you have some of the same um, issues as you do post felony conviction. That would be why he wanted to avoid it. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure you're right. I don't know about the guns, but here's the headline that's important. Norway bow and arrow attack likely linked to mental illness. You knew that was coming. Oh, oh yeah. mentally ill. Mentally ill. Yeah. I'll see wait, if I can wait. find he, the answer. He, he freed himself from the cops, then went on a shooting rampage. That cannot be true. There's no way I missed that. 
Uh, yeah, Polaris nine zero zero nine. Happy anniversary, Matt. I wish you both many happy years. If you haven't done marital counseling, I encourage you to both uh, not to wait till trouble starts. My wife and I waited, and I deeply regret it. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know that people should be preemptively doing marriage counseling. I would be inclined to resist or avoid that. But then again, I'm inclined to try to solve all my problems myself in the first place. It's not just a marriage thing. It's like, I don't want to seek help until it's absolutely necessary. It's just kind of who I am as a, a person. Yeah. That said though, it doesn't mean that, that there's any fault in doing that. If it, you know, if, if you think that it's going to help preserve your marriage, that's, that's first and foremost. You should do it. Yeah. Um, thank you. And here's, I think, part of what the chatter was getting at. Norwegian police do not usually carry guns on them. Weapons are stored at police stations or in their patrol cars. So they don't have weapons on their person. Perhaps that's a policy that will change. So they had to retrieve guns after he got free. It's Yeah, it sounds like they did oh, okay. not have weapons on them. They have them at the station. They have them in their cars. But he didn't go on a subsequent shooting spree. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. All right. I was like, that is a pretty big. Unless I missed that. But okay. Um, Andrew Pollock, uh, Matt, great video yesterday. My wife and I live in a suburb called Lockport, Illinois. We have a wedding to go to next weekend in Chicago. We might skip out of genuine safety Dude, concerns. You probably should. Well, yeah, you never know. If, if half the police force is gone, and thanks for watching, if half the police force is, is gone and you make a wrong turn into the wrong neighborhood, all of a sudden, you uh, you might seriously be driving through a war zone. You have no yeah. idea. This, I, I people might consider that exaggeration, but look at the scenes we've seen on that just that one webcam where people are being shot regularly for oh, yeah. you know driving through certain gang confrontations. Yeah, yikes! It's mutual combat, though. Just remember mutual combat. Don't worry. If you have to defend uh, yourself, it's mutual <laughs> combat, Kim Fox. Yikes. Uh, Blonde screwed up my, fir my first Superman joke. She read superpower bottom as Superman bottom. Damn it, Blonde. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was better. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Chubby Stubby, I would love to see the numbers on how many of the National Guard with medical training in New York are the very same people they're supposed to be replacing for not getting the jab. Interesting. Yeah. That's I another, am not going to be niggardly. It's another important point that people were talking about with that Kathy Hochul story that I tried to make with Lori Lightfoot, too. There are a lot of problems with replacing people you're firing with national guard. Um, number one, to your point that you made earlier, you don't know that they're competent in that setting right away, the new setting, but number two, who are the national guard? They have civilian day jobs. They do yeah. stuff in other cities. Yeah. So you're removing yeah. them off of important jobs that they do elsewhere. That doesn't really right. solve the problem. It just shuffles it around. Oh, this is going to be a hilarious disaster. I can't wait. Uh, Jenny bath defund the police and now vax mandates are decimating the police's ability to do their job. So now we have to bring in the national guard. If that doesn't do the job next active duty, military martial lawsuit. Yeah. Active duty military is going to tell everybody to go fuck off. I hope it's not going to be tiny little lesbians policing our streets. That's not going to happen. <laughs> when she, when she, uh, points her gun at me, I will just, uh, casually step to the side and then walk toward her and then yeah. grab that gun and say, that's not happening today. And she That's might try to shoot me do with the weapon. She might try to shoot me in that process, but I'm going to bank on her marksmanship being poor. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Steven Suarez, if we babysit kids, the parents run the risk of me teaching them to say, where is James Fields when you need him? God. Where is James Fields when you need him? He is in jail where he belongs, Susan. For what? Did he get multiple life sentences or just 420 one? years? Oh, OK. So he's not coming being out. Being an, an American hero. Whatever. <laughs> Shanique was stunning and brave. Matt, Andrew and I once made love, so now Matt can go into businesses as he's been double jabbed. Oh, wow. Saw your video on Chicago Cops in Melbourne. We dream of half the cops being booted or better, floated. 
Ah, a reverse George Floyd. You mean the cops getting kneeled on? Reverse Floyded. Maybe. I, I assume that's what he means. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, liberative, whatever credit Gupta was going to get for going on Joe Rogan was immediately undone by his appearance on CNN the next day. The, the Rogan episode was good regardless. Three hours, but I do like long form stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. It's like, all right, dude, you showed up. I'll credit you for that until you, t- until you show me that you're right back to the cable news bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, everything you said is just to appease the particular crowd that you're in front of at that point in time. Stumble leaner. Black pill, if you haven't formed militia at least one year ago, you're already screwed. Did he say that? Uh, uh, no, I think I think he's just saying that is a black pill. Like, oh, you, I thought he was talking about Devin Stack. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Or may, maybe I don't know. Either way, he's black pilled. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, Don Lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> It's our finest, finest super chat. I work for a major railroad in a blue state that just quietly dropped the vax mandate and testing requirements. The compliance rate was low. I was going to make them fire me over it, but enough railroaders stood their ground. Good. You not comply your way out of tyranny right on, Mr. AIDS. I'm I'm really glad to hear it. If you have more info, send that my way. And of course, thank you for properly recognizing uh, one of the greatest super chat jokes in the history of the show. A tremendous problem with AIDS. Chubby, stubby, stubby. Uh, Gupta is a sellout for medical to medical field. Only went on Rogan to gaslight, but Rogan's long format interview method let Joe push until Gupta finally had to make concessions and couldn't deflect further. Yes, that was kind of an irony with um, Gupta's explanation for why he went on there. Oh, we live in a world uh, that prioritizes sound bites and quick clicks and quick hits. It's like, yeah, but you're also part of that world. I mean, I guess yeah, that's not that's necessarily a, a contradiction, but you are that guy. You know. Anyway. <laughs> Pajit asshole. Uh, <laughs> Drew says, working private security in California, thanks for keeping me company on my long car patrols. I am a glorified hobo, scarecrow. <laughs> hobo, scarecrow. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it. That's a great term. I hope you put that on your resume. Homo, scarecrow. It's almost a disaster, <laughs> no, that, Drew. That's blonde's resume. Hobo, scarecrow. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. Uh, Gary Christensen, first openly gay presidential candidate, and his last name is Buddha Judge, Buddha Gag, Buddha. Booty Judge. Nobody knows. Booty, yeah. Booty Judge. Um, they must have done that on purpose. He might as well call himself Pete Dick Tip Tip. <laughs> By the way, I have a joke about chickpeas, but not enough characters left to. Dot, 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 I know the chickpea bit. And we we get it. We get it. And now I know your bald eagle joke because I listened to Gavin McInnes's podcast this week. So ah uh, yes. I'm hip to the jive or whatever. (laughs) Knuckle hunky book. CNN claiming that Rogan took dewormer is like saying someone ate apple pie when they only ate an apple. If it isn't baked in a crust, claiming an apple is a pie is an outright lie. Damn lemon aids. And of course, hunky buck is the author of the lemon aids joke. Yes. Thank you, man. The OG Melissa Hainline. Um, I'd love your take on Chappelle's show and how he said a tranny he described in it as, um, and it was, of my tribe, not yours. I think he kicked the sacred cow of identity politics. And I think, um, will be a true cultural moment. I don't know. I didn't finish it. What do you uh, think? I think you should finish. We talked about a little bit about Wednesday, but I, and I know it had some turnoffs at the start, but should I think I it's power wor- through. I think it's worth finishing. Cause I too was annoyed. And by the end, I thought it finished really strong. Okay. Um, oh, like, Overall, did it have some nods to progressive politics that I find annoying? Yes. Did it have a lot of killer lines that also I really appreciated? Yeah. And in the end, it's um, 
it's I thought he was just going on a look. I have a transgender friend bit, but it was really about this person's ability to get beyond his own personal pain and who actually put that person through the pain that ultimately ended his life. And it's a really funny, really powerful story that as far as I can tell, checks out, I did look into it and this is not Mm. made up or exaggerated. So I'd recommend that anybody who has an interest in this transgender cultural war, listen to it. It's, it's worth checking out. Um, Even if, even if you think that, even if you're turned off by little bits here and there, it's worth watching. And the other thing I'll say about Dave Chappelle um, is he is one of very few people who actually has the ability to get most people, pretty much everybody to come together with some level of appreciation besides the really, really fringe transgender mafia. Yeah. So some progressives, I think. Yeah. His, his reach I think is so much wider than really anybody's. So for that reason, I have to appreciate him too. Esoteric Unbound, why would anyone pay attention to anything that CNN has to say about medications? This is a network where half of the on-air talent seems to believe that semen is some sort of brain elixir. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, that's one way to put it. I haven't thought about it that way, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Holden Mulray, half the harm that is done in this world is due to people who want to feel important. They are absorbed in the endless struggle to think well of themselves from T.S. Eliot. That Mm. is so true. Yeah. Semper Ad Meliora. Yo, Don, the Pfizer vaccine wasn't approved by the FDA until April 2021, yet millions of people had taken it by then. Also, antibiotics are regularly given to cows and pigs. Dude, sit the fluck down. Only cow and pig antibiotics are are given to them. (laughs) There's a specific type, right? Specific category. Yeah. Pep says, got a late start watching the show. We'll be watching it all later. My question tonight is, do you think today's Christians can or will fight like the ones during the Crusades or like the Jews had to? Um, You know, I don't know about that because we lack unity because of um, fucking Protestants. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) Fuck you guys, yeah. I I, I truly don't know that we're going to be able to rally a truce. There's so much... I mean, what do I I have in common with like a, a... uh, progressive Protestant, like virtually nothing. Hmm. That person's barely, not even Christian to me. They're nominally Christian at best. Well, I would say for, I don't know about in the Christian context necessarily, because that's, that's not necessarily my uh, wheelhouse, but I think that whether we uh, sort of voluntarily enter the fight or sit back until the fight comes for us, it's coming. I, I don't see any way out of this. The question is just what day is it tomorrow or is it next year? Yeah. But yeah. it's coming. I think any, any, person who values their life and their family's lives should prepare for that accordingly. Exactly. Um, Bahina fam, Kamala would be a great mentor for that homo science kid. She can teach him (laughs) all about how she got her first job slurp. I already covered that joke. (laughs) Though yours was probably better. Uh, Thank you. Brian says, since when is yelling at joggies a crime? It's not. And we don't know. We don't know. Was that guy jogging down the sidewalk when someone yelled at him? That would be important context. Yeah. Um, Knuckle Buck. Someone yelled out a mean name, board up all the doors and windows, called the National Guard, the FBI to investigate. Yeah, really. Uh, Vivi. By the way, can I ask you guys or your community to put together resources for people seeking cookies exemption? I'll share what I've stumbled upon. Thank you. We just joined our Telegram group. That might be one way. As cookies in this context, is that has it taken on a vaccine? It substitutes for vaccine vaccine mandate stuff. I is guess that- so. I mean, I just okay. always think that people are talking about the number of people that died in the Holocaust. That was the original context, but I assume it's morphed. It has. 
Yeah. It has. Um, uh, I don't, uh, yeah. Maybe send me an email. If you have an idea, I'm definitely uh, willing to do what I can. The thing is like, it's, it's tough for me to invent an idea on the fly and build that out. Cause that, that takes time and labor. But if you have uh, like a specific idea in mind, send me an email VV and maybe we can work on it. Um, okay. Let's see. Let me reload. Uh, Lazarus Rex says fear makes us accountable to ourselves. If nothing else, the fear of becoming what we, uh, fear of becoming what we or a person can't stand the accept yourself movement got rid of that fear. Now look where we are. That's another interpretation that, that makes sense. Uh, thank you. Um, pinking said, did you see that Canada today banned? Let's go Brandon from any government correspondence. No way. I did not hear that, but that's hilarious. I'll just check that out. No note from Link to the Future. Thank you, sir. And last one, Stellar J. Atkins. Chappelle steals all, steals all of his uh, good jokes from Owen Benjamin these days. He hasn't had a good show of his own for several years now. I, I am it. not going to be niggardly. <laughs> we did he? It. He actually he did is, steal one joke from Owen. That, that's documented? I didn't know that. He, yeah. He stole from Owen, yeah. Hmm. Um, over on DLive, sorry, when my browser crashed, I lost the backlog of... of uh, of channel support. So thank you guys for tuning in. I, I know there was a note or two on there about my birthday and anniversary. So I appreciate it guys. I wish I could properly acknowledge, but uh, my browser crashed and now all that information is gone, but thank you guys for hanging out on D live. Let's catch up with tippy stream and we shall call it an evening. Where did I leave off? It was just after Phil, right? Irish Nat says anyone else know any in any incomprehensibly stupid people who harp about open borders and welcoming Afghan immigrants, but then bitch and moan on Columbus Day about how it's Indigenous Peoples Day and that we are on occupied land and it was never ours. Yeah, I did see some good posts, videos on libs of uh, TikTok explaining yeah. how, look at the Indians didn't, uh, they they welcomed Christopher Columbus with open arms and they didn't, uh, they didn't reject him and they didn't treat him poorly. And, but your argument is that that undid their entire society and that caused yeah. them all sorts of hardship. So I don't know. <sighs> Not the argument you think you're making, I guess, to your point, Irish Nat. Thank you. Not a fed psych. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Blonde, I just graduated as a nurse. Got an offer from a place in eastern Washington, Tri-Cities. What are your thoughts on eastern Washington? How much longer until it looks like western Washington? I'm torn um, because, or I'm torn between Washington or Tennessee. How fast would you run away from Washington State? Super fast. I mean, you're still under the jurisdiction of the, of the, the governor. You, you can't make it work even in eastern Washington. You got to get out of there. Mm. So Tennessee is the pick Ugh. over Washington. Yeah, I guess so. Michu and good luck. Uh, Michu says secretary of transportation, the, the cushiest cabinet seat openly has a deal with emergencies once every 50 years. Mayor Pete, 50 years, you say time to go buy me some intersectional babies. That's probably how this went out. That's probably how this deal developed. Michu says, let's go. Brandon is the number one hip hop song on iTunes. I did see a guy made a song. So oh, really? the trend is it's still strong. It's not dying anytime soon. Kim says, hope you have a great birthday tomorrow, Matt. Thank you. I will do my best. Also says happy anniversary. We appreciate that. And uh, we are all finished up. I think right in time we get on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys. Anything else you have to say before we uh, call it a night? That was a fun show. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us live and trying to sort out exactly what happened with Bow and Arrow Man and the rest of the evening's oddities. And um, if you'd like more of the show to listen to, um, 
check out the audio platforms. There are links in the description and uh, over on the website. That's MattChristiansonMedia.com. We've got the call-in show. We've got um, other other pieces of content that you might not necessarily find on YouTube. So if you're looking for more of the show, check those out. Anything else, find it over on the website. You can read the movie reviews. You can buy merch. You can get in touch with us. Or you can just find the content if Susan is not bringing it to you. MattChristiansonMedia.com is where you find it all. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night. Thanks. I guess.